On this episode, we discuss the war with grandpa. That's right. It's time to rise up against the boomers. Do it. I mean, they would be my parents, but they would be my kids' grandparents. Time to overthrow them, make this country right again, a place only for young people like me, a 40-year-old man. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Ooh, thanks for passing it to me, Dan. It's me, Stuart Wellington. And over to you, Elliot. I'll take that ball in my hands. I'm Elliot Kalen, and I'm super excited about who I'm passing the ball to next. And go! <laughs> oh, oh, you, thought you had to throw it so far over the internet, and but yet it still hit me with such concussive force. That it took the wind out of me. Hi, it's Griffin McElroy. It's, Hello. It's Griffin. Like like the Pokemon, we have collected them all when it comes to oh, yeah. McElroy boys now. Uh, but uh, I, I was an elusive, I was an elusive were, catch, eh? Yeah. You had to really use your master well, ball team, I know Team Rocket had you for a while, and that made it harder to find. That's yeah. true. That's mm, true. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is all stuff I understand as a 43-year-old man. <laughs> Dan is way more into Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh than Pokemon. <laughs> uh, fair, yeah. Hey, everyone, before we get too deep into Pokemon... Uh, it's the Max <laughs> Which Fun Drive. Which is the Drive. subject of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's week two of Max Fun Drive uh, 2022. It's a time that we ask you, our listeners, to put your money where your ears are and then take that money out of your ears and use it to support the shows you love. Now, we're going to get into it a bit more later on, and I know it can be tempting to hit the skip button on some of those things, but you're going to want to listen because there's going to be exciting information about bonus content. I think we've got some great stuff this year and swag that contributing members can uh, get and some heartfelt pleas from us, your podcast pals, TM. But we'll get to all that later. <laughs> oh, and Dan, wait, Dan, if they want to go what? join right now, where would they go do that? Well, I, that was literally the next sentence. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> well, for interrupting you, me to remind me what's in my notes you right were, here. You, you seem to be signaling that you were moving on to the next segment. Nope. So. We'll get, I said we'll get to all that later, but for now... <laughs> See, that's the that's the transition. That's the link. I, that you're I, you're right. I should have waited to find out wait, if there wait, was wait, a butt wait. coming. Guys, Knowing Dan McCoy, pe- I should you, have known there was a butt coming. Do people oh, yeah. skip parts of our podcast? For now. I just want to say. <laughs> I you, never have. Never. <laughs> not a second. You can join at MaximumFun.org slash join. And I'd encourage you to go there. Uh, check it out. Um, join if you have the means. But for now. Back to the show, which is what we do here, and our special guest, Griffin. Now, Griffin. Hello. <laughs> hi. Uh, we're doing- For, any, for wa- anyone listening what? who doesn't know Griffin, you're wrong. Yeah. Of course you know Griffin. He's much more famous than the host of this show. <laughs> uh, it would be wild. I, I do- it would be pretty. It w- I, even I'll admit it's pretty well, but the, that's just because we've been on the network together for yeah. about a, a million years. Yeah, for a long so, time. So, like, at some point, you have to have accidentally clicked on both of our shows at this point. <laughs> yeah, especially since there's literally been crossovers in the yeah, past. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's un- yeah. it's unthinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Griffin, uh, a well-known podcaster for his own shows, uh, a wonderful thirty under thirty recipient. <laughs> My brother, my brother, and me, the Adventure Zone. 
the, I saw a tweet today, not to derail yeah. things instantly, but is it about? I did that. About, Sorry, I did that. Yeah, Twitter got sold. <laughs> oh no! Somebody tweeted that thirty. Uh, uh, like things changed for me when I realized thirty under thirty uh, bought their way into that that position, and I felt scandalized by that because I uh-huh. did. I where first of all, where would I get that kind of money to bribe Forbes <laughs> magazine? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are magazines. Why, why? They have all the money. Right. Mag- uh, there's all this money in print magazines. I mean, these days. The, the word famous in your description has podcaster after it. So I assume you don't have Forbes bribing money. <laughs> like, that's the. <laughs> yes, precisely. No, yes. It should all be, you know, t- tech bros and, like, I don't know, people who own, like, diamond mines uh, all over the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Jeffrey uh, Wright? <laughs> the place I was uh, trying to steer this 30, podcast. Bro. Well, first of all, let me explain the premise to those coming in for the first time. Well, as. Uh, Very and again, confusing. I want. What? Dan, say uh, what the premise is, and then I'm going to correct it. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> okay, well, I know what Ellie's going to do, but I won't. I will yes and rather than no Thank you. This is a podcast where we watch a movie that was a critical or a commercial flop, and then we talk about it. I thought Elliot. you might say that. I just want to remind listeners, a couple episodes ago, before Max Fun Drive started, we took a vote on air, and we officially changed the premise of the show to the place mm-hmm. where people air their different opinions about Topeka, Kansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So write them in. <laughs> Uh, I don't have one. Oh boy! <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of a bummer. I feel guest. like I, I feel like that should have come up in the pre-interview. I've got to talk to our guest booker no, about I think, this. Uh, I, I think just sort of a general lack of interest or knowledge is is a take. I don't, I don't know that I've ever been to any city though where like I've left it and been like that whole city sucks shit, <laughs> and anybody who lives there is an idiot. You know what I mean? And I don't think Topeka would be the first that's, one to sort of like cross that threshold. <laughs> that's very fair of you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's the maybe that's the the touring performer side of me because <laughs> I can't say like thanks for thanks for fucking nothing, Topeka. I'm out of here, um, losers. <laughs> but so yeah, we're a movie podcast, and um, yeah, the stars aligned to get you on the show for this one because listeners to your own show know that there was a, a show where you in, uh, abandoned the entire premise of your your show to just talk about the war with Grandpa sight unseen. Um, yeah. And so uh, <laughs> we've, and it was such a, it's one of those, you all know when you're on a, on a tear, yeah. when you're pitching a perfect game uh-huh. in a podcast <laughs> yeah. episode and you're like, oh, is yeah. this it? Is this the moment? And that uh-huh. was that, I just, the stars aligned and it worked out for us that we got to do a whole episode about one joke. <laughs> and it was the easiest day of work in my life because yeah. you just get to make the one joke over and over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can just fucking coast on it and do whatever else you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was pretty miraculous. And you know, we've had a few things approach that man versus B on Netflix. We, <laughs> we, it looked like we were going to go maybe at least half an episode talking about that, breaking that down one joke. But um, yeah, War with Grandpa is it. That's the gold standard for me, baby. <laughs> well, and the beauty is you share that with War with Grandpa. There's basically uh, one joke that just gets sort of <laughs> extended. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, there's, man, I'm so excited. Is, are we in it? Yeah, we're going to start talking about the movie. Before we can talk about the plot of the movie, we have to get through about 10 hours of production logos. <laughs> yeah. Now, Stuart, <laughs> that are in a, they're in the font that you know, like, this is not going to be. I've never seen a great film open with the font treatment of these, yeah, <laughs> of these yeah. logos the, and titles. The credit, yeah, the credits hit, and you're like, oh, they went with silly credits. Oh, no. Like, this yeah. is like oh, goofy no. credits. S- super, silly credits 
this way, and yet it's, for some reason they also decided that this movie would have a heavy, like hip hop sound. Yeah, like yes, it seems incredibly inappropriate to a movie with I think three black people in it who all play service workers in different yeah. different places. I have That's seen yes. more professional titles in a Brazzers production is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now, I, I will say in, def, in their defense, Brazzers, they seem to have invested sure. in a high-quality title computer. That's true. <laughs> it may as well have been Comic Sans. <laughs> and, then you, yeah. and then you know that's when. So, the movie opens, of course, like you'd imagine it would, on the first day of sixth grade for our young heroes who are <laughs> lamenting the shift in power dynamics. I so thought Stuart was going to say in media to res. <laughs> yeah. Not this time. This is the first Grandpa time. Grandpa's lying, gut shot in a, on a mound. His ghost says, I suppose you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. War is hell, especially with your own grandson. Let me explain. <laughs> Record scratch. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're in, what, junior high, high school? I don't remember. Uh, sixth grade. Yeah, it's sixth like grade. middle school. It's the first first year of middle school. Yeah, it's a bummer. So uh, we, we cut to, yeah, like there's sad, like there's bullies, uh, there's an evil older sister, et cetera. You know, you know the drill. They, they, it is yeah, very loosely up. sketched out. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, this is a very antagonistic film. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad people in sort of all sectors of this, of this war. The thing about it is that the bullies and the evil older sister who does embarrassing things only seem like it's not like they're embarrassing them in front of other kids in the school. Like they're just yeah. embarrassing them in front of their friends. And I'm like, I wouldn't <laughs> care. I don't care what my friends know about me. So here's my well, theory. Well, Griffin, you talk and I'll give my theory. I was just gonna say that the the bully and the girl who bullies the younger her younger brother and the younger brother, and so many characters in this film, Christmas girl, like there's so many characters in the film whose sole role is to walk on and just say, I'm a bully. Mm-hmm. And then walk off of the there's, screen. There's definitely a lack of internal life in most of the characters and yeah, external it's, life. Yes. It's like if a the Saturday, sister shows up, you know. It's like a Saturday Night Live sketch that's based on, you know, celebrity personalities. They just come on, say what their deal is, and then they go. Mm -hmm. now, I, yeah, there's, there's, there's not much evolution for bully or... Uh, sister, sister, sister I mean, only walks on. And is like here's here's a diaper. It's yours, <laughs> idiot. Bye. And they don't they don't even give the bully a second catchphrase. He has one that no. he uses over and over, only to eventually be hoisted on his own petard. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we'll, we'll a clever turnaround. Here's my theory about it. This this is I think maybe this school is being run on the Bayside High model, where as in Saved by the Bell, there were seven kids in the whole grade, and they were famous, and everybody knew them, and all the other kids were barely, they were just there hired by the school to be extras for the adventures of these six or seven kids. I think it's like that. It's at a new one thing. Point, There's only Bayside, four sixth graders. At yeah. one point, Bayside buries a fucking time capsule and it's only filled with like six students' memories. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. It's amazing that they were able to bury that time capsule considering in another episode, it was made clear that there is oil in the ground in the in the pond behind the school. Now, I, I, I'm imagining- they, skip, they skipped all the scenes where Bayside forms a democratic republic and chooses six representatives to send their legacy forward through time. I was- I was imagining a similar backstory, but but where those six, you know, have something on Mr. Belding. <laughs> like no, first of all, well, it's clear that Mr. Belding, Mr. Belding is an imposter. He committed a yeah. crime and, and appeared at that school on the day that the real Mr. Belding was supposed to show up. And <laughs> this took is that sort of a drill bit Taylor sort of situation, you think? 
with these kids. But to be I mean, honest, never seen Drillbit Taylor. Don't really describing, know. So he's describing oh, the boy. plot of the TV show Banshee. Yeah. This, oh, that's a shame because this movie has big Drillbit Taylor energy. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Big Drillbit Taylor. Do, energy. Do you guys ever it see does. the Saved by the Bell where there's going to be a new school song and the and the main characters decide they don't like it, so they write a new one. And the new uh-huh. school song is all about how they're graduating now and they're going to miss all the all the parties and all the dances. And I was like, there are students who are still going to be at that school for years. Like this is the song. Right. The song is just about what our heroes are feeling right now at this moment it was ridiculous (laughs) only six students at this point okay guys so grandpa has to live at home because he can't uh use a self-checkout machine and then he overreacts (laughs) and causes a riot at the grocery store that self-checks out yeah yeah it's it it, i understand that this film was not engineered for my my specific tastes (laughs) unlike the rest of media um but is there are there people whose suspension of disbelief can reach far enough to cover how hard a time he has with the self checkout? It's I if anything I find a bag of pizza rolls that are wet mm-hmm. that have been like sitting in your cart for a while, sure, yeah. and you scan the barcode. You know, you can miss by three inches with the barcode all wet and wrinkled up, and it'll still get that shit. Yeah. I feel like self-scanning technology has come so far, and this film did not acknowledge that fact whatsoever. Uh, yeah, and he seemed just so generally baffled that it's like, I mean, UPC code technology, like, that's, like, from, like, the 60s or 70s. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it's I mean, just Later weird. on, his inability to scan, he uses to pick up, like flirt with Jane Seymour. So maybe the whole time it's a bit. Oh, it was a long con. I don't, I mean, he didn't need a, he's Robbie D. He didn't need a, a gimmick. Yeah, I mean, she's he aching could, for he it. Could, the, he the, can swoop. He's fine. <laughs> and the, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like, while he's using the self-checkout, it keeps thinking that he has a bag or that he's removing items yeah. when he's not. Like, that yeah, happens I, to me I all the time. Yeah, that happens. I could uh, say, maybe this is maybe this is an unofficial, I mean, he's a character who builds houses, and here's how I'm going to spin this. This is an unofficial <laughs> sequel to The Irishman, and when they say he builds houses, really they mean he paints houses, which means he's an assassin. And he's been yeah. in jail for a long time, and he's like mm-hmm. Birdie in, uh, in Shawshank. He gets out, and he's like, oh, things move faster here now. They got robots that, that count yeah. The numbers for you when you want to buy things. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to talk to these computies. <laughs> or well, say the say the word. I don't know how to me. use the words of this future time. Uh, so his daughter Sally, played by Uma Thurman, convinces in him a surprising to- casting. Yeah, I was very surprised I, yes. to see Uma Thurman in this movie. This was a weird thing where, like, you know, I was lamenting that all that Jennifer Garner can get is mom rolls uh, the last for the last uh, movie that we and watched. pizza rolls. Yeah. <laughs> this one, I was kind of like, him. oh, it's nice to see Uma Thurman get to play kind of like a normal person for once. Yeah, I, I mean, she's the same thing. normal yeah. person who becomes increasingly unhinged. She does seem very yeah. unhinged about her daughter's dating life, which I never understood, but we'll get there. I feel like there was another... I feel like there were a couple other movies happening at the same time of this movie in the background of the movie we saw. <laughs> well, this is... So this movie is set up in a... It, it feels very much like a Disney sitcom. But like in movie form, where like mm-hmm. there's all these little characters who have their little arcs and and B plots and C plots, and uh, whereas uh, it, it in this way, I think it is a better movie than Being the Ricardos, which is also a sitcom <laughs> stretched out to movie length. But they didn't really have fully. You know, here I felt that the uh, it felt more like sitcoms uh, storylines that had endings and things like that. 
But it anyway. felt like a bunch. It felt like a bunch of scenes. <laughs> I feel True. like I watched. I definitely watched a bunch of scenes today. <laughs> well, and, was, and there were characters and dialogue in each one, and props. It is funny that, it, and we'll get to it. Like, there's a couple times where you're like, oh, I guess the war is over now. Oh no, okay. Still, yeah, still continuing. I, I Twenty minutes left. Well, we'll get there. So, uh, yeah. So he's forced. Uh, Grandpa's forced to abandon the home that he built with his own two hands, like a real American, <laughs> and he has to move into his grandson's. I'm assuming jizz encrusted bedroom. <laughs> I mean, he's in sixth grade, so yeah, it's the beginnings of it. I don't know if they're, it's fully encrusted, it's in, but it's implied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the grandson, in this case, Peter, has to move into the attic, and he is not happy about it. Uh, let's look at our dramatic persona <laughs> well, real quick. I would like to say that part of the reason <laughs> Peter's unhappy about uh, moving into the attic is despite the fact that there appears to be no particular like a ticking clock on De Niro having to make this move. They move him in while Peter's stuff like seemingly is still in his old room. And, and the, the attic, attic is still is full of cobwebs. Unfinished. It's, yeah, yeah, right. it's filled with also bats rats. and rats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It is it is like he is moving into Baba Yaga's hut. <laughs> like he does not this is not a space that any person would have in a home without having to place like phone calls to the city immediately. It does feel yes. like there CPS should be a bubbling cauldron full of frogs yeah. in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but on the other hand, I don't know about you guys, but if I, well, when I was a kid, if somebody was like, hey, you got to go move into this cool attic, I'd have been down. Yeah. My, yeah. First, my first thought was, yeah, finally you get to move to the attic. Fantastic. Go for it. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. that. No, it you know Kevin McAllister was probably <laughs> pumped to get some 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 jo time. So <laughs> that's what he had. Yeah, it implies like the, the greater difficulty. Black and white movie and just crank <laughs> greater difficulty to get to the room. You know, like there's an exponential yeah. growth in privacy that yeah, he's not really calculating. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I just don't get it. What whatever, you know, maybe maybe the this is one of the things that the movie can convince me of. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tip my hand early and say that I'm on Grandpa's side through most of this movie. <laughs> wow, Team Grandpa, okay. I think this kid's Team a Grandpa shit, is one, one like, uh, And the thing is, like, fighter. it's very hard for the movie to do that considering that Robert De Niro, De Niro is a, an elderly man and theoretically should know better than this child. But the child... <laughs> Seems the child knows no restraint. Such a yeah. piece of the shit. child, <laughs> yeah. And his, anyway. I was I was looking up on IMDb, and the child actor. Can I make fun of his name, Dan? It's uh, something like Oakley Fedjabidit or something like. His name is Oakley. I mean, it's that's not, hilarious. I, mean, I, guess you can, I guess you can make fun of his name because he didn't give himself that name. I assume. I assume his parents did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm making fun of his parents. Okay. So uh, our so dramatic he was, persona so he also, is he was also in the new version of Pete's Dragon. So does he only play characters named Pete? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's honest. Uh, so, yep. Uh, once again, our dramatic persona, uh, Sally is the mom. Okay. Arthur, mm-hmm. played by Rob Riggle, is the dad. And every time this he uses the computer. This is the first computer, of the two people. First of the two uh-huh. people who have in this movie that I've worked with personally. And that's know, an easy one. So. That's an easy guess. It's, that's I'm, an easy one. Yeah. He's a daily show guy. But the other one, I'm going to see if you can guess who the other person in the movie is that I've worked with when they come up. Mm. Cool. Uh, we got. Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. I'd wish I'd have nothing but questions about what it was like to be hyena on the set of The Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) On the set? (laughs) Yeah. What was it like getting into that hyena costume? Sure. Uh, the uh, Mia is the eldest daughter uh, who's got boy problems. Uh, 
The problem is her well, mom not really, I mean, her boy problem boy. is just that she has a boyfriend. She is successful. Yeah, I was going to ask them. you, so, like, look, I had a very hard time <laughs> keeping my mind on what was happening in The War <laughs> with Grandpa, a film that evaporates <laughs> as it moves past There's you. not a lot of movie there. There's not a lot of movie there. But yeah. was, the, was there ever a real reason why this was a bad boyfriend, or is it just typical no. like sitcom parents, he like, seemed, panicking? He seemed lovely. He seemed, he seemed really nice. I think yeah. at the end he, like, brings flowers to her grandfather in the hospital or just yeah. goes to visit her yeah. grandfather in the hospital and Uma Thurman is like no get out of here it's like that's yeah. it no, I mean that's I would say the worst thing about him is that every time her mom walks into the room he like stands up and looks guilty <laughs> yeah he does he does stand up as if he is pulling his pants up in the same motion but uh, <laughs> yes. but other, there's nothing wrong other than not wanting their little girl to to cross that threshold into yeah. womanhood too quickly. Uh-huh. The terminus est, if you will. Yeah. Uh, now, and being, you- <laughs> the, being the father of boys, I of course want them to hurdle through that threshold. And uh, <laughs> this is a this is a constant this is a constant battle of wills between the parents of girls and the parents of boys. That's been Ellie, going on for you, generations. That's, that's the war with mom and dad. <laughs> is what that is. Ellie, yeah. did you work with Jane Seymour? No, I did not work that with Jane Seymour. That would be Seymour. so. Good. Oh man. All right. Well, k- k- carry on. <laughs> And then finally we have uh, Jenny is the youngest daughter who's this Christmas-obsessed little urchin. Yeah. Uh, Peter's friends encourage him to go to war with Grandpa for his bedroom, (laughs) and we're all, I guess, along for the ride. Uh, That's usually how it is with a movie. We are usually along for the ride with whatever (laughs) happens. During this one, one, I said, no, don't do it. And the actor looked up at the screen, and he's like, you're right. Cooler heads prevail. You know what? I I should not go to war with my grandpa. He is aged. He is an aged widower. What was I thinking? sleeping in an attic is pretty cool. You know what? (laughs) Whose genitalia, upon gazing on it, causes, like, horror and... Will turn you to stone. The switch happens so fast fast too because like the kid like i mean the kid is is whiny about it but at first like it seems like everything's cool and like grandpa's not happy to be there either grandpa does not want to be he just he he lost his wife yeah exactly it's unclear when he lost his wife it's unclear how long ago that was Mm -hmm. uh yeah but you You think they they should have drive that they should have had a scene, right? They should have had like a scene where she gets hit by a car or something. Well, it's just the, the the picture that he looks at of her is she looks very young. And so I was like, is this someone that he's lived without for a long time or has he been on his own for a short amount of time? It's Robbie D, baby. I'm, you know he is. I'm sorry. I'm, he is. <laughs> I'm suddenly at least 20 years younger than him. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm s- suddenly laughing very hard at the idea of She Stuart, fell off a yacht. <laughs> Stuart self-funding a prequel to The War with Grandpa. Just so there could be a scene called, of, of Grandma called, being hit by a car. It's, like it's, called, the de- it's called The War... The war with before the war with grandma colon the death of grandma. Yeah. It's like, look, there were too many unanswered questions and now I fixed and the movie. Explains a lot. It's like how I met it's like how I met your mother. You keep thinking this is how grandma's gonna die, and then she doesn't until the next scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they should just put in the the intro to up, man. That shit gives me every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just show me just show me a grandma and grandpa where the grandma dies <laughs> yeah. and then like and then show me your movie and like i'll already be in the zone I mean, yeah. you know what i mean i mean they already have those cool like animated looking credits just have it say remember up that happened <laughs> or that like beginning I part of up. Yeah, or yeah. you know what we could just watch up and, and <laughs> no you don't say that because then nobody watches more with grandpa oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't talk a lot about movie mashups but <laughs> yeah 
That would be dope. <laughs> that would be the War with Grandpa up mash, mashup. That's I was well, trying to, for a while. I was, I was trying to push a mashup called Terminator Five Short Circuit Three, uh, and <laughs> I couldn't get it off the ground. What? What if the War with Grandpa started though, and like it ran like through like you know half a reel, and then Robert De Niro stopped, turned to the camera, and said, "Look, that was just for the FBI. <laughs> like we're gonna show you up." <laughs> we kn- I read I read the screenplay for this. This is not a project you want to watch. We did you a solid. We're gonna just sit here and watch up again. We did not get permission from Disney. Please be cool about this, okay? Yeah. This is substitute teacher rules. We're gonna put on a good movie right now. You all cannot yeah. tell my just boss. Don't tell your parents. Don't on. tell the teacher when she comes back, but we're gonna watch the seven up series instead of what, what they had. So uh Peter is mulling over this idea of going to war with Grandpa. Uh, he, as we mentioned, gets chased by a bat. Uh, a mouse eats through his electrical cord, and he discovers a very large wet spot on his pillow. And I'm like, I think you're used to that stuff. <laughs> I think you know where yeah, that came sure. from. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think, it, what if he saw the bat and he goes, huh, grandpas are a superstitious and cowardly lot. I will dress as a bat. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the movie, he's the same movie, but he's dressed as a bat the whole yeah. time. It would have been an improvement. So he, sure. he issues a declaration of war written on a piece of paper with pretty cool penmanship. Uh, it's uh, Trapper Keeper level writing. Uh, Grandpa reads it and is like, what the I fuck? Mean, he also signs it. We can't. He signs it Secret Warrior. Uh-huh. And that's not like set up in any way like that. That True. nickname. Uh, it's just. And and seeing that was gave me the biggest douche chills I think <laughs> ever. Sure. Even though it was a fictional character doing it, the idea of someone signing a letter as the secret warrior just really sent a chill up my I spine. I feel like when I was step- in sixth grade, I would have come up with a way cooler name. <laughs> well, it's, it's yeah. you know it's a short step from this declaration of war against his grandpa to his YouTube videos about how we got to march on the Capitol because they're stealing our freedoms <laughs> and it's all and all, all these all these effeminate woke men are destroying our soul the soul yeah. of our nation. You're like, uh, don't do that secret Ooh, warrior, know, grandpa. <laughs> So we get some scenes. Uh, this is one of many scenes where g- Grandpa has trouble uh, handling technology. He just can't understand an iPad. Um, let's see. Uh, there's an older sister. Uh, there's some older <laughs> Established. Sure. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, there's a scene where Rob wriggles at work using his computer, and I can only assume he's visiting AshleyMadison.com. This, this, <laughs> he just gives off that vibe, now, you know? This, there was a whole sort of like side... Um, plot about uh, Rob Riggle's job that I assume yeah. must have had some payoff in some version of the movie, but You'd did not. think it would. So he's an architect who designs big box stores, and he's very sad. Yeah. And later on, yeah. he tells Grandpa, the titular Grandpa that mm-hmm. Peter is at war with, he tells him, oh, yeah, I'm going to enter this contest <laughs> to design the addition to the new library. And that... Yeah, you never find That's out. That's it. It's like the cutting <laughs> yeah. edge. You never find out if he wins or not. Like it's and it, it, it's the most heartbreaking way they could have told that story. <laughs> you see this man's terrible, terrible, soulless life mm. that he has. Yeah. At like at home and at work. Yeah. Uh, like they sh- they definitely cut out a scene that is one hour long of him just <laughs> sitting in his car in the driveway, oh, just yeah. kind of staring into the middle distance. Yeah. And then yeah. they show him. Here's my dream. Yeah. But then like we we don't that dream is just fuel for the war on grandpa. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's yeah. gotta be there there was a scene probably of him sitting in his car eating a singular hot dog for lunch. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, sure. knowing knowing Rob Riggle, he's probably sitting there singing along to like the best of Kansas or something like that. You know, we get it. We in know. You know Rob Riggle. It's cool. Yeah, but the, the I mean, I do know him. But here, the, it, I, here's what I was saying. Uh, Fargo, the Coen Brothers film, it's a it's a beautiful piece of work. It's I think their mm. masterpiece. It's a fairly bleak movie. There's a lot of darkness to it. Even that movie tells you whether the husband won his duck painting postage stamp contest. <laughs> the war with grandpa just leaves Rob Riggle hanging in the lurch. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Schrodinger's contest here. Is this the Walmart scene or Kmart? The Walmart Kmart yeah. mix up scene. So this is the scene also. Like, I forget which way it goes, which thing he's supposed to be doing, but he's like... It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's supposed to be doing Walmart, but it's Kmart or vice versa. And then he starts sort of, like, monologuing to his boss about how, like, his life is is stressful right now because his father-in-law moved in with him. And she sort of, like, rolls her eyes in the background. She just walks away. She's, like, immediately uninterested. And I, on the one hand, that's a rude way to end a conversation. On the other hand, the <laughs> fact that we're supposed to sympathize with Rob Riggle's character here, where it's just like, yeah, it's a pretty big fuck up if you think it's supposed to be Walmart, but it's Kmart, and that's your <laughs> yeah, work. You should on. lose your job. That's a pretty, I would imagine, major account. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the biggest company on earth. I mean, Walmart and- is enormous, and Kmart is going out of business. So why are they I mean, even doing yeah. work for Kmart? <laughs> I get that four of the letters are the same. But yeah, are, still. You, are you are you designing Kmart sepulcher or something? <laughs> okay, guys. So now we're into the good oh, stuff. Oh, you know what? I was because, doing this for Martin Mull all this time. Yeah. Sorry, boss. <laughs> I get guys, my marts mixed up. Guys, this next scene is when things okay. start getting sweet. Because of okay. course, that's when Grandpa goes to hang out with his friend Jerry and Danny. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, Christopher yeah. Walgan living his best life, saying Zoomer type shit. <laughs> then they go for a walk together, and that means we get Christopher Walken, Bobby D, and Cheech Marin just walking around. Uh, yeah. Yep. Best part of the movie, because you just imagine that you're right there with them. I'm on a virtual reality headset that put me hanging out with those three old men. Love it. I agree that between like the three of them and uh, Uma Thurman and Rob Rickle, that like there's a certain charm to this movie, which is just and Jane like, Seymour. Oh, Jane Seymour, like oh, like seeing these people show up and like oh, it's nice to see these faces. Like they it don't is. do anything, but it's nice oh. to see them. I, I had this thought experiment because maybe my brain only works in podcast segments now. Uh-huh. Uh where I, looking at the four of them, I tried to figure out which one I'd rather hang out with for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, and when you're having that debate and it's a hard one to settle on, that's that's a good cast right there, baby. Yeah. You can't say no to that. And yeah. I'm usually, where do you all where did you where do you land in the in the between Cheech Marin, Christopher Walken, Robert De Niro, and Jane Seymour? Who would you rather hang oh out with boy, just for an hour? So hard. For for like right? <clears throat> wait, am I hosting a podcast with the, and like they're my no, guests? Okay. No, this no, is a casual. Time. Just spending time. Yeah. Well, I, is this, I, a, is this admired... a one-time meeting or are we friends? You just finished. Uh, you're staying at a ski resort okay. and you just and you haven't done it in a while and you just had like a day. You fell so down the ice sore. a bunch. Oh yeah, Dan, you, you're, you're sore done that. and you sit you sit down in the lodge next to the fire mm. and then just upsidles this person in another chair and you're like you're holy shit you're uh I I. I I'm gonna pick Walken. Definitely I think Walken. I might. I think my heart says Walken. Like I know that. Like, look, I appreciate that he's a a great actor. Many people think the best of his generation. De Niro, 
uh, is probably number four with a bullet just because I know that he's kind of a taciturn, grumpy man. He's a standoffish, quiet guy. He's not He's not going to open yeah. the conversation, whereas Christopher Walken is going to ask you, hey, how'd you do today? What's going on? Where'd you get those shoes? Yeah. Hey, do you get your hair cut like that? Do you do it yourself or do you go somewhere for that? He's like Joe Biden. He's just going to ask you every question in the history of the world, and he's probably going to laugh at everything you say, but not in a mean way and like a like – Oh hey yeah I like that that's good hey, tell me another mm-hmm. one tell me another tale yeah you know I'm Cheech I'm Cheech all day oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like <clears throat> it was tough that's gonna be a neck. good time yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be a fun hang. hour yeah and, and I'm, I'm gonna thing. say unfortunately I can't I, I don't know if I could do have Jane Seymour there because like you'd be too I, nervous I, I cannot hang around people that have given me teenage boners <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why that's why I would choose Jane Seymour because I feel like that's information she'd really want to know no she wouldn't no I think she would say no to that. Nope, okay, maybe never. then I won't tell her that. Then I'll just keep that as my secret. Well, then every uh-huh. every bit of the conversation would be that much more special to me and spicy because she doesn't know my oh, little God. secret. Oh, wow. Elliot's <laughs> oh, oh, a nasty boy. Oh, dear okay. Lord. Now, uh, now, here's the thing. I usually don't like old people say young people things comedy. Mm. I'm not a fan of any comedy where the joke is, I didn't expect that person to have that come out of their mouth unless it's yeah. vomit yeah. in Stand By Me, in which case, hilarious. What, but, about, when uh, a gra- mm-hmm. what about when a granny raps? Nope, not a fan That's of that. That's good. Again, what, about when a, what about when a butler uses hood slang? No, not a fan. Don't like that. Okay. Don't like that. Or when a, when a biker turns out to be a sensitive artistic soul. Don't like that. Not a fan. <laughs> now, I want to say again, let me actually, let me reach. I'm just going to say words coming out of people's mouths because I do like it when unexpected things come out of people's mouths in the movie The Hidden, when that big kind of sure. la- larva alien comes out of yeah. people's mouths. But not so but much any, in Jason Goes to Hell. No, didn't like that as much. So in, uh, but Christopher Walken, I shouldn't like him saying kind of like kid slang, but he just seems to be getting so much joy out <laughs> yeah. of doing it. Did He's you so like, giddy with every yeah, did line Did you like says. his uh, stunt double zooming around on like a hoverboard? <laughs> wait, I didn't, no, wait, I don't like what? it because I figured, <laughs> yeah, sorry to break it to you this way, Stu. <laughs> wait, he wasn't doing his own stunts? <laughs> Stuart, Stuart, it would have been in the news. <laughs> <laughs> but Under you would have heard of that. I, I was trying to check the credits <laughs> to see if he was listed as having a stunt double, but I got distracted by all the bloops and the music video they played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but, so uh, Peter starts to play a series of mean pranks on Grandpa to try and urge him into this war. Uh, the first of which I would argue is maybe the most horrific. Just the, just the most sort of like psychologically challenging. What, with the uh, the little car and the the music? Oh, I was going to say the marbles. The I thought mar- the marbles was I feel like the marbles is the, the first the, shot across the Yeah, that's the, the true, yeah, that's the true initiation where uh, Robert De Niro, I feel after like that's ex- when it goes explaining, from prank to war. Yeah. After, yeah. after he explains to his granddaughter uh, in a very sad way about being retired, <laughs> he then <laughs> talks about the this marble collection he has and how meaningful it is. And like he goes on and on. And I'm like, oh man, they're going way too into these marbles. Something bad's going to happen. And of course, uh, it's like that's anytime right. you see someone talking to their family on Top Chef, you know they're getting kicked off that episode. Absolutely. <laughs> it's my birthday today, <laughs> Gonzo. <laughs> I just miss my baby so much. Well, don't worry, you're going to see him tomorrow. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to make these scallops. (laughs) Should be easy. Okay. Uh, I I don't uh, don't think I'll get kicked off. I guess I'll make a, I'll do a dessert risotto. Don't do it. No. (laughs) No, please. 
<laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, he uh, he spills these precious marbles all over the ground and also falls and hurts himself, which, <laughs> as an older man, I know that falling down sucks. Mm. Well, the, even as a, uh, even as someone in their 40s, it looks very painful. So for Robert De Niro, who's roughly in his hundreds, it w- must have been terrifying. You know? Again, no stunt I, double. Yeah. No stunt <clears> I think it was when uh, my, I think when my oldest son was three or four, and wanted to do, learn how to do a somersault. Mm. And he was like, show me how to do it. And I was like, okay. And I got, I assumed the position and then I realized that my body wouldn't allow me to do yeah. it because it thought it would <laughs> yeah. hurt itself. That I realized like Pratt Falls, that would, that you could, you could die. Like, Robert, <laughs> you could die very easy. Yeah. The, yeah, I feel like that reminds me of when, uh, when Charlene works with her trainer and her trainer shows her, like, I want you to do this hard exercise. Charlene likes to be like, I don't get it. Can you show me again? And she makes <laughs> you do it over and over. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, horrible prank. Uh, so, at this point, this means war. That's right. The war with grandpa. So, mm. they have to uh, they have to draft a rules of engagement. They sit down and come up with a list of rules, which is only two things. And they omit a lot of actual crimes. Like, yeah. In this war with grandpa, it can get seriously fucked up. Luckily, it, it spoiler alert, it doesn't. Um, so, uh, now what's the, their position the body count on, on dogs? Low, even on dogs pranking, what's their position on dogs pranking uh, in this war? Wait, dogs pranking? Yeah, is there anything in the rule book? That there's says a, a dog. There's no, a dog can, answer that yeah. Dan's looking for. There, there's no yeah. rule. A okay. dog can play can play all the basketball <laughs> in this war. <laughs> well, game I that I wish that joke went off perfectly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, between flawless <laughs> between, <laughs> between talking at the same time as Elliot and Stuart not understanding what I was going for, it was. The thing is, <laughs> I'm not very smart. House. Okay. <laughs> and you bring it up makes me feel really bad. So go to maximumfun.org slash join for more of those perfectly calibrated zingers. I feel like if people like perfectly calibrated zingers, they're not listening to our podcast. Yeah. Fair point, fair point. True. So uh, we turn on those sloppy boys, they say. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the slob house. Spe- speaking of perfectly timed zingers and pranks, we got grandpa's record gets sped up and then shot out the window. Uh-oh. I don't even know what? how he did that. <laughs> <laughs> he would need an advanced engineering degree well, in order to swing Because that. what he does is he, it starts to play at normal speed. Mm. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'm into this. Mm, not so fast. I mean, well, actually, the opposite. It goes very fast and goes out the window. <laughs> not so slow. And he, he activates the Arduinos that he has uh, installed and wired into the light switch to set like <laughs> they honestly should have they should have cut to Peter just if concentrating so hard using his mind to, <laughs> to make it spin faster and faster yeah yeah he uh yeah, he, he summons Star Platinum for the Firestarter remake uh, <laughs> his uh oh and then of course my favorite prank in yours he swaps out his shaving cream with uh like fast <laughs> fast drying sealant fast yeah. drying foam sealant which I don't know I don't know about you guys I've used this stuff a lot, mainly to plug up uh, holes, uh, so that the health department doesn't give so. me uh, doesn't give yeah, me. Yeah, what else? What else is one to do with foam sealant other than plug up holes? <laughs> <laughs> it's called sealant. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying that I'm u- I'm using it a lot. I don't know if you guys. Okay. I know. I don't. You're not just going around spraying it on In bugs the and then, day, and then listening not. to them and die. I feel like the shell of 
ceiling. <laughs> now I feel like if all of a sudden my ability to see has been taken from me, like yeah. last minute, like Zeus gets mad at me and just takes my eyeballs away. <laughs> I right. know, and I'm in the basement of my bar with foam sealant in one hand and shaving cream in the other. I feel like I would know the difference. Yeah, yeah I, there's got to be a difference in viscosity. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and s- several other sort of now. To be fair, uh, to, to be fair to Robert De Niro's character, he he, you know, maybe he doesn't have a lot of experience with foam sealant. He is only, as the movie has told us many times, a man who worked in home construction and built houses <laughs> for his entire career. Is he, a, is he a general contractor? Is he a architect? What's going on here? What do you My, think? I, might, I think he. I think yeah, he was a contractor. I think he ran a construction company that specialized in houses. Or mm-hmm. like I said, he's a hitman. Uh, anyway, yeah. you were saying. <laughs> This is a this is a big beautiful movie and this is a weird hill for us to get stuck on. <laughs> well, this is a, it's like you just pulled out the smoking gun where you're like, I think he would know what foam sealant feels like in his hand because he is a contractor. As if contractors are just spraying foam sealant in their hand and rubbing it on walls like they're working on a barber yeah. shop. Yeah, they like, know what it feels like on their take faces. Take the war with grandpa away, boys. It's a real, it's a real then, encyclopedia brown way to take guys, down the movie. No, you yeah. would normally think you would normally think a scene where Robert De Niro uh, gets foam sealant on his face, like a little foam sealant beard, and he starts screaming and punching himself in the face. You think that'd be enough? Not so fast. No, no, no. because he then no. turns around and his towel falls down, and Rob Riggle sees his <clears> dick <throat> and is horrified. There's a lot of screaming. He's he screams like he has seen untold alien geometries. Um, yeah, it is indescribably horrible, and it has driven him to the brink of madness. Yeah, <laughs> it is also one of these like movie like I'm seeing you naked situations where it's just a lot of cutting back and forth between two people screaming, and no one thinks to just close the door. When, <laughs> or like, yeah. and or also, he doesn't oh, do what like you would expect a normal person to do to be like, oh, whoa, oh, sorry, and then like. Yeah. Then, of course, it cuts to a shot of Rod Rob Riggle stepping into the hallway, and he's just like thinking, he's like, wow, I just saw my. My step, my, you, my father's penis. Well, yeah, do you think the, he was screaming because it was huge? Like, or Oh, no, because it had a face on the end of it. That's why. Oh, and the I face see. was yeah, yeah, it's, close it's, the door, buddy. Yeah, yeah. it's brown jacket, yeah, 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 yeah. but a penis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It was it's like Ed the Happy Clown. Yeah, brain yeah. damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, it's, uh, here's the thing. If you've ever been on a vacation with your, with your in-laws, you've yeah, seen yeah. parts of them that you... That you didn't think you were going to see? No, I ha- actually, I, I have not. Elliot. No, you've never, you've never, you've never been sitting around with your in-laws and they've just started falling out of their bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, well, man. I guess, I, no. I guess you're living a more yeah, buttoned-up yeah, yeah. life than I. You're am. not going to the Cabo <laughs> yeah. Wabo Cantina like Elliot does. <laughs> I guess you're not going to hedonism too with your in-laws like I am. Oh boy! <laughs> like it sounded like fun. I thought it was just going to be a lot of delicious food. <laughs> oh man uh so uh at this point the war is on because grandpa rewrites peter's homework so that he when he has to go to school and read what he did for the, for summer break he just reads this story about farting in a bag and smelling it and at no point <laughs> is the he like goes, keep reading she's like keep yeah. reading yeah, <laughs> I, have two, I have two issues with the <laughs> Okay. Okay, counselor, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Number one, this is one of these movie situations where, like, a person tries to object only once, and once they're shut down, they stop. 
<laughs> Which I understand. I mean, like, you're a child. I get it. Maybe you're scared of your teacher. But, like, he he's like, but this isn't what I – and she's like, read. And, like, I think you can still get out, like, this is not my thing. Like, I, this is not yeah. – I'm sorry. I know that you want I me mean, to read my homework, which is this isn't. <laughs> like, do, do you know how much teachers get paid, though, Dan? Yeah. Because if I was a teacher <laughs> – in this in this economy, yep. and a kid started to read something that their grandpa had <laughs> written for them as a terrible prank, you would you would You'd you would stop see. that moment from happening. Yeah. No, you would want to you would yeah, want to play that yeah. out yeah. for sure. It's never happens. you're not going to get that opportunity again. Yeah, no, yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, you only get so many TikTokable moments in a okay, day. Okay, so right. I will give this one to the defense, the, the, the <laughs> counsel for the defense of the war with grandpa. But the other thing is. I, you know, I know how reading work be- works because I do it. You know, like I've 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 right. read well, words okay. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy it. That's expert <laughs> testimony. Sure, and about reading. What happens is, you know, like the words go, you know, from my eyes up to brain junction before I say yeah. them out loud. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so, I think recognizing that you're talking about saving, you know, your farts in a bag. What are the like? That's not the first thing he says, but whatever it is, I think he can <laughs> cool. maybe cut himself off. He talks about he point. farts in a bag and freezes it, mm-hmm. which like. Do you have a way of reducing the temperature to negative two hundred degrees Celsius? Because that's what we require to freeze to freeze air. I mean, that's a great dumb story. Dumb. I that's like a great to, story, kid. I just realized now, like it's good. It's great to imagine Robert De Niro sitting down and writing this out. Uh huh. Yeah, yep. licking the, the tip of his pencil. And <laughs> there's a uh, there's a there's an episode of uh, the show Cowboy Bebop. If anyone's familiar with it, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, that involves a kind of. Um, some kind of evil bearded guy. I can't remember if he's a robot or not. And there's a part where he sends an, a threatening email to the heroes of the mm. of the show. And I remember my college roommate at the time, Brian Chan, he goes, hmm, do you think he had to go to the library to use one of the public computers to write that email? <laughs> and all I could imagine was a, the bad guy of this show going to the library, waiting his turn, signing into his, <laughs> one of the computers, logging in. <laughs> Having trouble with his login, needing help from the librarian, and I imagine it was kind of like that. Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to imagine characters sitting down and doing the things that were not shown on screen because it would be silly to see them doing it. Uh, so here, my notes get a little bit vague. Uh, it says Uma Thurman <laughs> is becoming increasingly unhinged. Uh, the pranks continue to escalate. <laughs> yeah, do. Can we talk about those? Can we talk if we're gonna glance off these these pranks? Can we at least take a moment to? acknowledge that snake prank was a pretty fucked up thing to do. Yes. Because it, it sets up that one of the friend characters who doesn't really get a thing. No, he doesn't. I feel like to hang his hat on. No, he's other the, than um, he is like he is the instigator. He it, yeah, the he's whole the one who war says, was you his need to go idea. To war with your grandpa. Yeah. That's a good point. He, there's one scene where like He's talking to him, and a snake is in the background. And one of his other friends is like, "Hey, cool snake!" And uh-huh. you're like, "Oh, check off. Put that right up there <laughs> where I can see it. Thank you." Uh, and sure enough, later on, the uh, Pete goes to like a tree in the front yard, and this kid's on the other side, and he sells him his pet, his snake. I yeah. think he was just renting it to him, but do you think he sold it outright? I mean, if he was renting it to him, and then he used it for a putting it in Robert De Niro's bed and he wakes up and yells because there's a snake on me. He's scared, Frank. <laughs> uh, the last time we see that snake, it is in the car with the mom. I forgot, it's, actually, it's, they got two jokes it's, out yeah, of that. Draped, the mom, the it's mom. draped across the arms of a police officer. Yeah, the, the mom okay, sees but, it in the car and throws it at the police officer. She previously threw her coffee that had, what, 
pepper hot in sauce. it or something? Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah. sauce. Piss. So yeah, that snake is grandpa piss. <laughs> but that's where that snake has been. <laughs> that yeah. snake is either been euthanized. That's what I meant when I said escalating pranks. <laughs> <laughs> There's grandpa piss in everything. I mean, that's the if message. The rest of the, the movie older, is just them peeing in each other's stuff. Over your piss. Like the the rest of the movie is just grandpa pees in his Peter's book bag. Peter pees in grandpa's bed. Grandpa pees in Peter's bed. Grandpa pees in Peter's aquarium. Peter pees in grandpa's contact lens. I mean, here's the thing. Like at a certain point, you just run out of creative yeah. juice. Like that's what it is. Like is that what you call any, Dan? In any, no, I'm just saying. In any war with Grandpa, it ultimately it boils it down gravy. to just a, a peeing fight because, like, you just can't think of anything else. Like it's yeah. it's like when yeah, it's people come to visit New York City. And they're like, what should we do? And you're like, you, suddenly you can't think of anything to do with them, even though you live in the biggest city in the, in the country. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, too many, there's too many options. I would have appreciated, the escalation I wanted to see was when uh, one of the more, I would say, fucked up things, but that's just because I'm a real gamer. Uh, that one of them does the other. You, wanted, when, you wanted Peter to swat his grandpa? When Gra- well, yeah. no, when Grandpa, grandpa Rob, uh, Robert De Niro, d- uh, destroys his faux Minecraft yeah. medieval yeah. kingdom, I'm not, like, terribly plugged into, uh, you know, what's hot on Steam right now for yeah. PC gaming. I did not recognize the game in question. But that he, one, went to the trouble of destroying his kingdom with trebuchets uh-huh. uh, to oh. get back at him, this, this faux Minecraft kingdom that he had been building for <laughs> many years. Uh, and didn't just like delete it from the computer, which is another way of destroying digital it's things. It's funnier this way. <laughs> it is funnier this way. Also if then to play the, taps, yeah. If Pete had then gone on a rampage destroying all of the homes that he had built around town. <laughs> He's just lighting them on fire and things like that. To destroy his legacy as well. I feel um, like that would have been a, a, an equal exchange. Well, I mean, it's not that unbelievable. There's a certain, any Robert De Niro movie, you know at a certain point there's potential for him to go on a violent rampage of some kind. And so- right. It's it's we're just lucky that uh, Pete didn't did wasn't just sitting with his friends hanging out watching Disney afternoon eating you know Doritos and drinking purple stuff and then suddenly Robert De Niro comes in and just starts freeing child prostitutes left and right and shooting Harvey Keitel and all sorts of things mm-hmm. that's very possible he's done that before he's done so think, yeah, yeah. He's, he's done it at least once before so yeah. it can happen again <laughs> he did it at least once I know it was almost fifty years ago but still <laughs> I do want to point out we had mentioned the previous snake prank where Robert De Niro wakes up in bed with his grandson's friend Snake and he is horrified snake he's shocked yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah so he, uh, he he does the only thing that he can, which is he jumps out the window and he falls off the <laughs> roof. Of course, his pants fall down and his dick flops out. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's the real snake you should be afraid of. Oof. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. We didn't get to see that dirty dick, did we? No. Because there was a there was a bush hanging in the way, and not the fun kind of bush that you see on Robert De Niro's pubic area. It was a bush. So, like, Rob Riggle was screaming because he saw his grandpa, whose penis was pretty well obscured by a bush. But he remembered. Well, he thought that the penis yeah. turned into a bush, and it terrified him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a witch a on the loose who's changing genitals into, into topiaries, and I yeah, don't want to run afoul of that witch. You know? Maybe, maybe at first he thought. Is that what his is that what his real pubis like looks like? And uh-huh. then he was like, No, I just saw I just it saw like it, yesterday. Yeah. And then he thinks like, did he grow that today? That's can terrifying. he do that? Yeah, yeah. So if he can do that, if he can grow his pubes that lush at will in twenty four hours, it, that is he is yeah. a warlock. He has set X-Man. unrealistic standards of expectation that my wife think, or, would be disappointed that, by my own inability to do. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Do you think Regal is not so scared because he's seeing another man's genitals, which you've got to have seen. He's seen them in locker rooms or perhaps stadium bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Although at one point they say, uh, Robert Nero goes, Arthur, you're still not, Artie, you're still not much of a sports guy, huh? Which was the funniest j- gag in the movie because Rob Regal is a huge sports fan. But yeah. The, uh, yeah. Or the, you the, know what? In, in pornography, like as a man who doesn't uh, go to the gym that yeah, often, yeah. I'll tell you the number one place I see other dicks is uh, – is good old fashioned porn, <laughs> well, dick th- movies. Thanks, th- yeah. thanks for thanks for explaining that. But uh, do you yeah. think it's do you think it's less do you think it's less the sight of another man's penis that's to, that's bothering him, and rather the sight of maybe his own future? Because someday oh, he'll yeah, be an yeah, old yeah. man, and someday oh, he'll wow. have a penis hanging like out that. a window, yeah. hanging out oh, a window. Yeah. He goes, someday, someday, will I be an old man with sealant uh-huh. on my face and uh-huh. my, my 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 lower hair turned gray <laughs> and my mm-hmm. penis surprisingly virile and yet lonely? Will that be me uh-huh. someday? I hope and my, not. A chilling my ball sack, of the future. very very long and bat wing like at this point. My <laughs> bat wing yes. will be will 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 terrify uh, my daughter's husband. Husband, I'm assuming it's going to be Russell at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, we'll be yeah. Now, when you say Batwing, I assume you meant the, pl- the plane that Batman owns and that he took it to Lucius Fox. He took a picture of yeah. Robert De Niro's testicles and he said, make it look like that. <laughs> but yeah. two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but two. Make it symmetrical. Yeah, it's got to look cool. I mean, okay. So uh, at this, right around now, uh, Bobby D, aka Grandpa, goes to the Best Buy equivalent. Because uh, he's got to get himself a drone, which at the, I mean, he had trouble using an iPad. I don't know if yeah. he should get a drone, but of course. Well, he whatever. and you and that trouble that 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 uh, questioning is borne out, Stuart. Your worries uh, are borne yeah. out by I his mean, use of the drone. Later. But also, I mean, we'll we'll get to it later, I'm sure. But part of the arc of this movie is through the war with Grandpa. Grandpa learns how to use technology. Yeah. So mm-hmm, I mean, that's I mean, <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. I, I was waiting there for is an a- ending of this film where like the kid starts a community college course where he just tortures people into like learning how to do technology through pranks. But sorry, Griffin, what were you? There is a noble <laughs> attempt at a redemption arc for Robert De Niro's <laughs> yeah. character. Starting out as a pretty cantankerous, standoffish person to uh-huh. it being sort of integrated into this family. I will say this, Warwick Grandpa, <laughs> Uh, that one, that goal, I would say you accomplished admirably. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, so at Best Buy, he starts flirting with a salesperson played by Jane Seymour, who is very game, and later on goes to much, uh, goes to extreme lengths just to get a little bit of dick. <laughs> what? I mean, she uh, can't. She plays think... in a fucking dodgeball game just to get a piece. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's, I, you're she's reading not a lot doing of that, that for sure if, Are you serious? I'm sure if that's no. what she wanted, she would have no trouble doing it without <laughs> in, in, engaging yeah. in a dodgeball game with children. You're saying, Stuart, there was a scene they must have cut out where she is on a date with Robert De Niro and she makes a move and he says, no, no, we're not married. You've got to earn this. <laughs> you got to earn this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help me beat the shit out of my grandson. My she's grandson. like, anything for that thing. <laughs> She calls up, he goes, you, if you play in this dodgeball match, you can have it all. And she calls up Rob Briggle and she's like, you've seen it. Is it worth it? Should I play in this dodgeball match? And, <laughs> and Rob Briggle like, is uh-huh, like, go yep. for it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, at this point, grandpa's been through some rough times and he's given his family some scares. So they make him wear a life alert necklace. And he's yeah. like, I don't want to do this, but they make, he does it anyway. Uh, Grandpa destroys his Minecraft castle. He said that. The snake that we talked about before shows up in Uma Thurman's car, which she throws out the window onto a unsuspecting and very unhappy policeman. 
Uh, they decide to have some peace talks because things are, as I've said, escalating. Uh, they have a mediator. That's uh, Jenny, the Christmas-obsessed, uh, like, what, four-year-old, sister. five-year-old? She's How probably old? like she's probably like five, maybe, five, maybe okay. six. Let's say six. Let's say six. Seven. Peace Do I hear peace seven? Seven peace going talk. once, going <laughs> twice. Eight. I hear eight going once, going twice. Go- nine. I hear nine. Too no, much. I no, think no, no, no. Peace no, talks think break down, six. so they decide they will have one final competition. And, of course, the only thing they can do is go to the local trampoline dodgeball zone and have a four-on-four dodgeball match. Kids versus old people. <laughs> so we get Christopher Walken, Cheech Marin, Robert De Niro, Jane Seymour versus some kid actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's surprisingly it's close. It ends story. up in a tie. There's some flips. Kids get hit in the nuts. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> this this sequence goes on for that. so long that you expect it to be the climax of the war <laughs> and to have some sort of resolution to nope. it. Nah. It does nope. not. It is there to eat up God, time. that would have been a... That would have been a fun movie, though, if it had ended with a, a real dodgeball game. That would have had big uh-huh. sort of uh, late 80s made-for-TV sort <laughs> yeah. of ABC family vibes. All right, uh, if you win I, this dodgeball I, game, I'll move out of the house. And if you win this dodgeball game, I'll stop being a kid. All right, and they shake hands <laughs> on it. And De Niro wins, so Peter magically turns into a grown-up and goes out and gets a job in an apartment. Yeah, yeah. He goes, any, but he enlists, and he, go, he tragically dies oh, in the no. real, in the real uh, war. I went yeah. with the, from the war with Grandpa to the war against ISIS. They were, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I thought I tried recent... to stop them with pranks <laughs> i am a recent trampoline uh acquirer i'm new Junkie, to the yeah. to the scene uh and i man i love the thing but i am in i would say of average health yeah uh at 30 35 uh-huh. and uh i can make it about five minutes uh jumping yeah. on a trampoline before i am just sort of uh completely exhausted yeah, and, there was cramping you know, up not enough you know it's all in the ankle i found the and- secret the secret in my family because my kids always want me to jump on the trampoline with them because we have one also the secret is if i sing at the top of my lungs both i can last longer jumping and my kids want to jump less long so it helps oh, me okay. in both ways yeah, that sounds good. That's convenient since that's just your default sort of. Your, oh what yeah, you're, it helps what, that what you're normally. That's really what the, you're normally doing when you when you got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Every situation, well, yeah, I'm exactly. like, what am I saying real loud? When we came out to L.A. for Elliot's fortieth, the the house that um, Danielle got for the weekend for Jack the party, the, yeah. like the like the rental had a trampoline enclosure and i likewise remember getting in there like early one morning before other people were up and about i'm like oh look there's a trampoline over here and i jumped on it for i think maybe 30 seconds i'm like well that's that's enough of that i get the idea i go up it activates it activates about uh, 700,000 muscles yeah. uh, to, to jump that high. When I was in my 20s at one point, I was like, you know what? I've heard I've heard that if you uh, jump rope, it's pretty good exercise, so I'll try it. When I was a kid, I could jump rope all day long, so I tried For sure. it, and like five seconds in, I'm like, I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It made me feel like I did this a lot for jump rope for heart, which was mm-hmm. the thing that we mm-hmm. did at our school for a long time. Yeah. And then I was like, was I supposed to keep was that something I needed to upkeep? Yeah, my, my, my capacity for what's wrong with my heart? Because it makes me feel like if I can't jump rope very good now, my heart must be pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. I mean, it says something that the only people that I ever see jumping rope are little girls and professional boxers. They're the only mm-hmm. adults yeah. I ever see jumping rope, and they jump rope a lot. So it seems like it's and their job is to get punched in the head or punch other guys in the head as hard as possible. Yeah, yeah. professional so. boxers are the guys who on social media there will be videos of like a random person 
like shadow boxing or playing around with them. And you see this man who was massive move faster than any human should ever move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, here's the, before we leave the dodgeball scene, I want to say one thing. Can you guess, uh, Flophouse co-hosts and Flophouse guest, can you guess mm-hmm. which cast member in this scene I have worked with? It's probably Wait, not one of those scene. weird little kids. Not Is one, it of, the one kids. of the weird little kids. Oh. Although one of the kids, the kid who plays Steve, the dumb friend, I was like, where do I know him from? He's on the TV show Odd Squad, one of my kids' favorite shows. So, so it's like, the oh, dodgeball okay. scene. It's one of the. It's just the dodgeball scene. There's someone in that scene that I have worked with. It's... Is it the guy who works at the place? You're right. You're exactly right. It's the referee who's played by oh. Clayton English, a stand up that I worked with on a sports comedy show that never aired. <laughs> so wow. so it would be hard oh, to know wow, the answer yeah. to that one. But uh, I was very excited to see him. If I knew that, Elliot, you should have you should have left the country because that means that <laughs> I am true. a turbo stalker. <laughs> oh, that's the guy that you were in the thing that never aired yeah, that's with. True. That right? would have been too much. Oh, you were the you yeah. were the one. He he was the guy who was in that pitch pilot you wrote that got picked up for a TV show on True TV and then True TV canceled it before you started writing the show. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how'd you know all that? How'd you know? Oh, no reason, no reason, no reason at all. And then you'd take <laughs> off your mask and you'd be him. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that story better than I enjoyed War with Grandpa. <laughs> so uh, the war continues to escalate. Grandpa decides to cool things out by taking Peter fishing in a threatening manner, and they get chased by a park ranger. Dan, you have a lot of thoughts about being chased by park rangers, don't you? <laughs> Is this your toss to me to do another yeah. Max Fun Drive yeah. break? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> well, in that it's case, natural. let me let me take a moment to tell everyone about uh, being a member of Maximum Fun. Now, you may be wondering, what is Max Fun Drive? Max Fun operates on a member-supported model, which means we can uh, the only way we can afford, really, to keep doing this show is that kind listeners like you believe that if they like the podcast, they should contribute to make sure it can keep getting made. You know, like any other kind of entertainment out there, like you, you pay for it up front. We are making this available to you for free if that's how you consume it and how you can afford to consume it. But you know what? Like if you if you like it, it feels nice to you know pay for the work that goes into it, and uh, and uh, that means we've you know placed a bet on you, our listeners, that on your kindness and generosity. And so far, you guys haven't let us down. Um, our friend Jordan Morris over at Jordan Jesse Go likes to say, "You tip your bartender." You tip your barista. Think of this as uh, tipping for a service we like to think is important in your life. And I'd like to make it clear that we're part of Max Fun specifically because this is a system that we like. Uh, we were fortunate to have enough dedicated listeners that could uh, we could run the show a bunch of different ways. We don't have to do it this way, but we believe in the community. We love the Max Fun people. And when you give money, it goes directly to the shows and people you listen to. Less uh, a little overhead that goes to keeping the network running. If you've never done it before, uh, I just want to explain that when you go to join, 
you get to you go to a screen with a list of all the shows and you go like click 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 uh this is the one i listen to i listen to this show i listen to this show check boxes next to what you uh enjoy and then it's divided up that uh money that you're giving as a member and it goes straight to the creators that you've chosen uh we know that some people may not enjoy listening to these pledge drives and i totally get it but this is a thing that happens once a year we come to you we ask, is this important to you in your life? Is it a thing that you enjoy? Because if it is, maybe you'd like to help us keep doing it and feel the warm glow of knowing that you're part of what makes it happen. Uh, I'll go over the official member rewards later on, but if you're all Flophouse list, uh, but you're all Flophouse listeners, sorry. Uh, so during this break, I'm going to focus more on the specific stuff that we're offering as a show. Uh, to try and sweeten the pot beyond sort of the network level uh, member gifts. Um, of course, everyone who supports the show at $5 a month or more will have access to our bonus content. Uh, I actually counted. There's like 28 hours of Flophouse-related content Yikes. in the bonus feed. <laughs> yeah, that's well over uh, a day of listening material from our show alone. Uh, but the bonus feed also has special episodes from every show in the network. Um, this year, our bonus episode, we did a bracket to decide which of the movies we've covered in the past should get a special DVD-style commentary track from us. And, of course, the unstoppable Cats, now and forever. Cats won. We got the whole gang back together from our Cats episode to revisit it uh, and watch it together. That's us plus Jenny Jaffe and Natalie Walker. And it was a, a lot of fun to record. Such a treat. Yeah, it was, it, it, honestly, you know, we should, like, not even for the podcast, I would love to get together with those people and just watch Cats. Uh, but um, you get to, as a Dan, listener, what you've just described is called heaven, and we won't get it full time until we <laughs> yeah, die. That's true. Yeah. Um, if we hit. And we, we have to die with sword in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we hit. We, we come back either on our shield or watching <laughs> Cats. Yeah. So, if the podcast hits 1,900, 1,900 new or upgrading members, we'll do another raffle where we'll randomly pick some of those new or upgrading members to get personal Flophouse gifts. Some of you will get signed Maniac of New York copies from Elliot. Uh, mm -hmm. Stuart has uh, some swag he can give out. I got swag. And some others, in more ways than one, some others will get to, to tell me a scene from- No, thank you, Daniel. A favorite movie, <laughs> and I can do a personalized drawing for you. Uh, if we hit 2,300 new or upgrading members, and I think that that is totally possible, we'll also do a commentary for the film The Country Bears- also starring Christopher Walken, like the war with Grandpa. Perfect. Uh, starring, <laughs> starring Christopher Walken. Uh, the country bears. As, the ba as one of the bears, I assume. As the war. No. Mm -hmm. He's uh, the bad guy. The country bears, uh, of course, was the bracket runner-up this year. There's a lot of heat around cats. I think we all could have expected that, but there were also a lot of cats doubters. I personally think they were wrong, and the, the commentary... Turned out great, but if you were one of them... That was a them, good pun, Dan, that there's a lot of heat around cats. Mm, yes, sunlight and such. I, no, sorry, I'm right in the middle heat of my... Sometimes. Oh, anyway, okay. continue your pitch, yeah. Whew, if you if you doubted the, uh, <laughs> the cats commentary, <laughs> now's your chance to back up your complaints with cold, hard cash, because you can get a different commentary if uh, we hit enough 
uh, new and upgrading members. And lastly, if we hit our ultimate stretch goal of 3,500 new or upgrading members, might be hard, but uh, I don't know. Maybe you can do it. We will commit to doing quarterly commentaries. That's four commentaries over and above the Cats one we've done. So please, will you please join us as a member? There are please. many ways to help us uh, and unlock content for you or someone else. You can join or upgrade or just boost by a few bucks between levels. All memberships at the $5 a month or more level get the bonus content. You can also get a gift membership for a friend or an anonymous Max Funster, and that recipient will get access to the bonus content. It's a nice way. Maybe if someone else you know is a fan but um, isn't in the financial place where they can become a member themselves, this is a kind thing to do for someone else. So go to MaximumFun.org, join, slash join. You know what I mean. MaximumFun.org, slash join. I'll make sure you know. Right now, pick the shows you listen to and the level level of membership you feel you can afford. And we really thank you for your support. Well said, Dan. But Stuart, we should probably get back to the war with Grandpa. What's fucking, going on in that war? That, well, there was a fucking crazy park ranger chase. And the only answer, of course, is for Grandpa to take Peter to some houses he built and talk about how he hides things within the walls. Oh. And how everyone does that. And it's that normal. in your home, there's, it's, it's, it's it was on something. It was real, like, it had real Junji Ito, like, horror vibes. Yes. Of just like, yes, look at that chair. Uh -huh. Yes, the chair maker is in the chair. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is watching you grow up. Well, what he's saying is that he puts pictures of his, him and his wife in all the houses he built. Uh, so it's, it's not, it's not as creepy as that, but it, yeah, it's a little creepy. It's up. It's, it's up there. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty it's creepier creepy. than and putting nothing in the walls, which guys, is what we I would want. We haven't really talked about this, but who is the audience for War with Grandpa? Because if it's children, yeah. what they're basically saying is, hey, kids, start destroying your house. Yeah. <laughs> Look start for destroying your house and destroying Look your elders. Look for signs. I hate I hate to break it I hate to break it to you. Uh, what I like about it is they're giving kids a purpose for the destruction of the house that they are already embarked on. Because yeah. if a kid, I I don't remember this part of being a child, but apparently uh, children will occasionally just look at a thing and say, "Hmm, I wonder what that would look like if it was broken." And then they'll just walk <laughs> over and they'll just break it, and then yeah. they'll say, "Hmm, that was satisfying. What else can I break in this place?" You and know, they it's just part of the scientific it. method, though. They have a hypothesis that you know it'll look a certain way if it's broken, and they have to test mm -hmm. that hypothesis. Yeah, give them space. You know, yeah, that's it's it's hard, but it's the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this this movie is not made for young people, and if you you don't need much more evidence than that than the fact that Pete comes off as a like a really big piece of shit because yeah. the the if we are not characterizing this well enough to the to the people who have not watched the movie War with Grandpa, uh -huh. it is a thoroughly uneven contest <laughs> yes. in that like Pete will come in and destroy his collection of precious marbles that uh -huh. he has taken from the you know concrete of every home he's ever built and then spill them down a drain yeah. never to be seen again and then Robert De Niro's character will come in and like make him read a doo-doo paper <laughs> like those two things are not even remotely <laughs> yeah. equivalent yeah yeah, Pete will take Robert De Niro back in time to watch the car crash that killed his wife. <laughs> right, yes. And and say that he can change the past. He has the power, but he refuses <laughs> yeah, he, to. He Robert saves De, it, he saves it like, for Minecraft. 
Robert De Niro's like, I glued your backpack shut. What do you think about that? And Pete's like, well, I put a microwave under your bed to make the pacemaker stop working in your body. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, at one, at like, after showing uh, Peter these houses, there's a moment where you're like, oh man, maybe they're friends. It's all a ruse. The war is still on. Don't worry. There's more movie to go, folks. Uh, well, so I mean, really, the war as, is as long as this kid's the movie involves a scene where Rob De Niro molests a corpse, then I think we're okay. Oh, Does we're getting there. <laughs> okay. uh, so Peter stands up to his bully, uh, and he gets beaten up for it. Then there's a funeral prank where where he drops his phone. As At this point, we know he's not to be trusted with, with any kind of technology. doesn't matter. He throws <laughs> his phone down the pants of a corpse, <laughs> and then we have some serious, like, jackass-level corpse shenanigans. Mm. Uh, Which no one in the funeral, no one at the funeral does anything. They just stare in open mouth horror as he's, like, sticking <laughs> his hand up the What do you think they would do? The like, widow punch does him? faint. Is that, does that she count? She does faint. You would, ex- <laughs> you would expect maybe the dead man's son to come over and say, hey, could you please stop? Uh, yeah. Please stop. get your hands off my dad's body. <laughs> stop jerking one of my dad's uh, legs upwards <laughs> like you're trying to <laughs> pump it like, like a well. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I've been to a few funerals. I kind of wish that they had more shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. You know, to, you, know the, you gotta lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's wrong with funerals? Am I right? They're so uh, so depressing. Yawn. <laughs> uh, so th- I want at my funeral. I want there to be also be a screening of the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. when that scene comes up, people are gonna like look at each other like, should we go live Griffin's? <laughs> like, are we supposed to do this? Was this the? Was this a clue? Is this some sort of map? <laughs> yeah. And the the funeral home director will point to a sign that says, "Do not touch the body." <laughs> yeah. And then like my, I'll, someone's gonna make my grandson go and like close the casket, and he'll see my dick. <laughs> yeah. And he'll just scream and scream and yeah. scream and yeah. scream. And yeah. scream. And, yeah. And also the sign that says "Do not touch the body" is slightly <laughs> yeah. misspelled, uh-huh. so people think, "Is that the clue?" Yeah. It's all. Yeah. Hey, I, I just. <laughs> Decided, and le- actually, I'm going to go ahead and say I- I'll get a notary public to sign this podcast tomorrow. But this represents a living will. I want a war with okay. Grandpa mm-hmm. fun- funeral. <laughs> this is a le- this is a legally binding podcast. I want to have a war it. with Grandpa themed funeral, please. <laughs> please, trampolines everywhere. I want yep. a big tree to fall over on me. Cheech Marin, uh, you- you're already contractually obligated. Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin, who will sadly outlive. <laughs> Yes, don't for Cheech, don't for his future. Mm-hmm. So they, you want they, a snake loose in the funeral? This other snake's gotta be loose. a snake. Okay, <laughs> there's Absolutely. drones all over the place. A bully gets come up and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, they discuss a ceasefire during Jenny's Christmas themed birthday. Uh, then the old dogs, which is my term for the old men, <laughs> throw the bully in the garbage can. Uh, There's a surprising number of uh, of similarities between this and the Adam Project, the movie we last watched, the which also involved uh-huh. a kid who is an a hole and a bully being uh, threatened by an older person. And things this like bully that. is young, granted, but the degree to which he's threatened by these three elderly men is surprising to me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they do like Christopher Walken come gives like I don't know. Like he's he can be scary. I mean, I would be scared he's in the sense of like what the hell is happening? Yeah. Why are three elderly men menacing me? Wearing but, their caps backwards and wearing hoodies. But then like yeah. tossing him into the dumpster seems I don't know. Anyway, I think I mean, the thing is, of- is he looked like he wanted to go in the dumpster. Yeah, secretly. Yeah. yeah. 
It's so, one of those scenarios where where the frightening thing about it is how you know you can fight back, but you also can't because you don't want to hurt the other person. It's like any time Spider-Man is up against Flash Thompson and he's like, oh, I got to pull my punches, the wrong punch, right. and I could kill Flash. And so yeah, he's yeah. got he has to let Flash bully him or else everyone's going to know he's Spider-Man. So that's why yeah. I think the bully in this is Spider-Man. Yeah, it's me, Havoc. If I use my powers, I'll kill that brood thing, and that would suck. Uh, even though it's a brood thing, he should – whatever. Yeah, um, Cannonball's okay. like, I'm vulnerable <clears throat> as long as I'm blasting. <laughs> <laughs> Any more X-Men quotes? You got, you got uh, little, sugar, you I can't it? touch you. I'll absorb not. your memories. It's <laughs> great. I love it. <laughs> oh, mon ami, yeah. Charge up these guards. Throw them when they explode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the best the there is at getting claws in my hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's do the fastball special. Uh-huh. I'm from yeah. the future, and I got an M on my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All these famous quotes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, it's me, so. Marrow from the '90s X-Men. Remember <laughs> yep. me? That was her catchphrase. Look at me, Chamber. Boop. I got a big hole hey. in my middle. Boof, I'm somewhere else. Boof. <laughs> oh, wow, that's his thing. Hey, Boof yeah. from Teen Witch. Teen, Teen Wolf, Dan. I mean. Teen, Teen Wolf. Wolf. Sorry. Okay. And after I texted with you about Teen Wolf just recently, this week. Were, yeah. What was it that you found out that the Teen Wolf house is on your block or something? That, no, not on my block, but that okay. I live wow, very way close to Doc's Alley. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I live very Sorry. close to a, a shooting location from Teen Wolf. Okay. Well, let's leave it at that. <laughs> Alex. You live inside the you live inside the van that they serve. <laughs> Alex, feel free to bleep you know a couple of random words just to confuse uh, the audience. Okay, uh, so we are at the real climax of the movie. That's right the uh, the dance scene from the movie climax. No, uh, there is a uh, there is a Christmas themed birthday party. Uh, they go all out. Everybody's dressed up like yeah. Christmassy shit. This is uh, a modern family level party. By which I mean, it yeah. looks like only a production company could put that this together. That is what I wanted to say. A hundred and fifty thousand dollar party, exactly. yeah, minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, everybody, every single character that has been in this movie, excluding the police officer who had the snake thrown on him, arrive at this party. Uh, Christopher Walken is dressed as Santa, and he's saying weird ass shit the whole time. It's terrifying. Um, Christopher Walken's character, I think, is in late stage dementia by the end of the movie. <laughs> like the things he says doesn't make sense. I mean, he just he just lost a friend. I mean, you should feel bad for him. Um, so fair, he's dressed fair. up as Santa, and he's sitting on a booby trap chair. So we have a ticking time bomb. Uh, pranks start to get out of control. <laughs> Uh, it ruins the birthday Christmas party, and then the tree that we had talked about previously needing to be cut down falls down on its own, tearing off a chunk of the house. Now, here's, which, yeah. here's so th- this, th- both characters are so convinced that they are about to be pranked that it leads them into situations where they do the wrong thing, and it causes prank-like effects. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's, there's a there's a lesson there, uh-huh. and the well, lesson what is you, don't uh, mess with what grandpa. What do you guys think about Calvinism? Let's really dive into it. Pre- predestination, or uh, you want to? I was actually, I was, I, I was thinking about this not too long ago. The idea that what a what a dick move for Calvin to be like, hey, it doesn't matter what you do in life. 
God decided the moment you were born who was going to be saved, and I'm one of them. I'm saved, and you're not. And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. And everyone was like, I guess he's right. And it's like, well, how does is that know? why? Is that why he's always peeing on logos of brands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He can do whatever he, knows, he wants. He's going to heaven anyway. Calvin mm. said it himself. God put him on earth to do a certain number of things, and he's taken so long he'll never get. He'll never die. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's easy. Calvin is is has a very comfortable relationship with God. Stu, did you uh, mention that when the hole is ripped in the house, it is revealed that uh, the daughter is up with the boyfriend that mm, Uma Thurman I didn't hates mention it, but it's true, and it drives Uma no Thurman reason. mad. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, for me, somebody who grew up watching, uh, you know, like late night sex comedies, having somebody stand up shocked when a chunk of a wall gets ripped down, uh, that that's cool. That takes me back. Normally mm-hmm. there's topless people, but luckily there's no topless people in this because we're talking about underage talking people. about the war yeah. grandpa. Underage yeah. people. I mean, grandpa's topless the, in the earlier the thing scene is the shaving cream. And bottom. I, I am I am shocked that the tree didn't <laughs> rip grandpa's pants down. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> faints, his ghost yeah. comes out. His head screams, catches fire like in the green night. Faints back into his body. <laughs> okay, so I think And we then everybody starts pulling down their pants in solidarity to show <laughs> that they also stand with Grandpa. Oh, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, at this point, we can all agree that the pranks have gotten out of control, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, By the way, the, the, the boy rigged a the boy rigged an ejector seat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was going to kill his own grandfather. There's no. There- it would have absolutely. It would have undoubtedly killed his grandfather. But how, like, does he work for fucking the Mission Impossible <laughs> team? Like, where does he get did all he, these wonderful toys? Yeah, did he steal the airbag from his parents' car? Yeah. No, he, and he. By the end of the movie, he is yes, a, a, a psychotic mastermind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he, and that's why this is the prequel to the Saw movies. Yeah, that's yeah. Jake Saw mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. Oh man, like Kevin McCallister. Oh fuck. What? Kevin, <laughs> I was trying to say Kevin McAllister, and I fucked it up, Tim. And you started saying uh, David Alex, Miscavige, who is a different person. Yeah. <laughs> this is much more this is, we've made a, too. Yeah, that's we've made true. a lot of Home Alone comparisons in this podcast, and I want to make it abundantly clear that this film would be like in Home Alone if Uncle Frank permanently moved in with the family mm-hmm. and then Kevin McAllister tried to kill his whole family <laughs> with micro machines and broken glass and paint cans That's and bricks true. Yeah, I mean, and a, li- a blowtorch at one point. We mentioned, uh, we've been mentioning Home Alone quite a bit and I think we need to make it clear that Home Alone is way better of a movie. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Even though I, we, we watched Home Alone not that long ago with my older son, and he was really enjoying it until Daniel Stern stepped on those nails, and then it was that was a point where he was like, yes. too much. Agreed. Don't did, like, yeah. don't like. A little gnarly. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's like the the eyeball scene in uh, what? In uh, Zombie? Is that the movie <laughs> where the... Uh, the I think you're thinking yeah, of yeah, Shannon yeah. Delu. <laughs> Everything's fun and games and zombie and all the eyeballs. <laughs> Super, I mean, there's yeah, a I was zombie the, versus shark fight. Yeah. No, when I was watching great. zombie with my older son, he also was totally cool with it until the eyeball scene. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. was it. Too much. He said too much. <laughs> no, thank you. So, uh, he was totally with Suspiria until that last part. Then he said, no, I can't handle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> where there's yeah, I'm tapping out here, Dad. An explosion of blood for like 20 minutes. <laughs> the new one. <laughs> yeah, it, they're watching the new one, of course, because he's really into it. He he's a big fan of the way that Luca Guadagino just creates these worlds that are, feel very tactile. Well, my yeah, older yeah, son, yeah. he loved he loved Call Me by Your Name so much that he was like, I want to see everything That's, he does. That's the yeah. thing. He was like, a bigger splash is really cool because I love the way that Ray Fun's character is just like exactly captures that specific type of baby boomer who's obsessed with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <sighs> so wow, he's got a lot of context. Grandpa gets confronted by Sally, his daughter, mm. and she's like, I I'm I've had it up to here with all these pranks. And he's like, You knew about that? It's like, no shit. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> fucking knows about it. Everything was exploding it's, for a while. It's the same. It's the same way. I think old men and and kids are the. It's the same way where they assume they're getting everything by their parents, and their parents are aware of every single thing that they're doing. Then, uh-huh. like a when you're when you're like a thirteen year old boy, and you're like nobody knows I'm masturbating in here. It's like everyone knows. The dog knows. Everybody the mailman knows. knows. Like everyone's aware uh-huh. of it. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to, Sally goes to tell her, to tell her family that grandpa has survived his, his injuries. <laughs> and just a then. A tree falls on him and he's just sitting there in the hospital with an ice pack on his knee. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. That's quite a scrape you've got there. <laughs> 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 so. And you're. In your heart, that crush, <laughs> and your liver and lungs and ribs and spine. Oh, when I said scrape, I meant you're dead. Did, what did I say? <laughs> did I neglect to tell you that this healthy body you're seeing is a holographic projection <laughs> that we've created? Yeah. I mean, anyway, I'm, it's lucky. It's lucky that after that tree landed on you, your friend dressed as Santa Claus was killed by your grandson, so we could sew your head to his body. <laughs> that was the thing. When Christopher Walken gets up and walks away, I'm like, is this like when the weasels? Ghosts leave their bodies and Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so Chris, that was a great, great Santa Claus day. Yeah, but I can only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> so Sally is telling her family the news when she sees out the window that Russell, her daughter's boyfriend, has showed up, and she fucking loses it. Like, How dare uh, he go to visit her grandfather in the hospital? What a bad boy. She, yeah, she cannot handle this, so she chases him around what seems to be his convertible, and that's the point <laughs> when I lost any sympathy for him, because I'm like, a teenage boy should not be able to drive this car. Mm. Uh, and then she uh, she chases him around the car for a while, and then she reveals that she has a secret tactic. That's right, she just climbs over the car and then tackles a teenage boy to the ground, before saying, you know what? Should we mention she's dressed as Mrs. Claus this whole time also? Yeah, I guess that uh-huh. I guess that relates. Yeah. Just it just adds to yeah. this to the strangeness of this of the moment. And the erotic frisson of being beaten up by <laughs> Mrs. Claus. I mean, that's the other thing though, is 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 any is you know, even if she is her her is his girlfriend's mom to be jumped on by Uma Thurman dressed in a in as Mrs. Claus is I'm sure some <laughs> some teen kids fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of, uh, I guess, killing him or beating him up, she decides, no, I'm going to forgive this floppy-haired beau and <laughs> for nothing, for nothing, for existing, yeah. for living <laughs> and, and earning the affection of her daughter. She, he is allowed to enter my daughter's life. Uh, she doesn't want to lose her daughter over this turd or cool dude. I don't know. We it don't know anything nice. about him. Um, and then uh, when they go back, they've been distracted. I feel like Russell showing up. I feel like Grandpa texted Russell to show up so it would distract them, so that Grandpa could sneak away for a minute to yeah. to like move all his shit out. Like he moves very fast for an old yeah. person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he sure does. 
Uh, so he's moved all his shit out, and then he's just hanging around a house he built. They track him down, convince him to stay, and he's like, okay, I'll stay anyway. Uh, he agrees to stay, and then, but he can't hang out with his grandson because he has a date with Jane Seymour, and Peter's like, uh-oh, it looks like a war with Grandma, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. The, the I will think about the last shot of this movie <laughs> I know. every day until the it, day of my death. It's like, a fuck, it's like is, the omen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's when the movie stops being The War with Grandpa and it becomes We Have to Talk About Kevin. Like, that's yeah. what this movie... The look on that kid's <laughs> face is pure satanic, just... <laughs> Sociopathy. He's so so angry, hey, you, like ready for violence. You know. Have you guys? Hey, have you guys had? Have you guys? I know you've been doing the podcast a lot. You turn out a lot of content. Have you? Yeah. Have you been able to do a? The we have to talk about Kevin. <laughs> have we, have, have we you done that joke do yet? <laughs> no, no. Have you no, done no. that joke? Yet? Have you done we that joke done yet? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you can use that, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. thank next you. Time, next time. Next time that pops up, you just use that. <laughs> you don't even have to credit me. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a drop. Um. <laughs> so uh. then we get some bloops. We get a music video where the cast sing a song. Mm. I, well, ass- well, the, at the, that point, I assume they're all Disney Channel kids, but I, I well, don't the, know. Yeah, the, older, the, the, the older daughter sings a cover of War, What Is It Good For? Because this uh-huh. is when the movie has its, has its message that war is not good. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, it looks pretty fucking fun, I, man. I, mean, I don't know. It solved all the family's problems. Snakes, multiple Robert De Niro dicks. Yeah. <laughs> it is a mixed message at best. Now, would you, when you say what you mean multiple times that Robert De Niro's dick is seen, not that he has multiple dicks, although maybe that's what horrified Rob Riggle so much, is Unlike that there are two Alan or three. Dick, who has two, as we all know. <laughs> we know it in his name, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Guys, it would be amazing. What if what if Alan Tudyk was descended from like a medieval sideshow performer who had two penises? This was this, yep. this is an old like yep. this was an old fucking we've done Twitter this joke before. of mine where it's like oh we're know, like Danny we're like Glover was you know tail. like you know his ancestors were of course Glovers and uh, <laughs> Jessica Fletcher you know but and then Alan Tudyk two dicks. So, guys, do you want like to go you, back like and start talking a, about? I like that you threw a fictional character. I just in there. couldn't think of. I don't think that was in the. Do you want to go back and start talking about War with Grandpa from oh, the beginning? Sure. Or? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, so traditionally, and <laughs> today is no exception, we do <laughs> final judgment <laughs> where we decide, where we give our opinions on whether this was a good, bad movie, a movie that's enjoyable to watch because it's bad, a bad, bad movie, a movie that lacks uh, value <laughs> or a movie that we liked, you know, a movie that will stick up for in some way. Uh, I'm going to kick us off by saying very brave. <laughs> this movie, well, among other things, like there's like this weird bad message of a lot of sort of family quote friendly movies. Like this, this movie is the sort of movie that like people would be like, oh, you know, this is fun for the whole family. It's good to have a good old-fashioned movie where there's nothing inf- offensive about it. And I watch movies often in that, you know, like, uh, genus of type of film, and I'm like, no, this is full of terrible messages. Give me, give me another example. I'm not going to. This is full of terrible messages, <laughs> like... Request chil- for information rejected. <laughs> children and grandparents <laughs> should fight, or, I mean, more, more so, like... You know, a lot of these family movies, I don't have a specific example, Stuart, but, like, they do have, like, regressive sort of viewpoints, like, 
uh-huh. boy teen should be, you know, hated for crime of dating girl who wants to date this boy, like who has her own autonomy <laughs> and like, like just like the idea of like we have to protect this. I mean, like obviously at the end, Uma Thurman changes her mind on that, but it's played for laughs throughout the whole movie. Like, you know, you know how it is. We all agree, right? That we want to like control our children's lives. And, and these, none of them are good. None of them are good role models. Yes. No. Any of the characters in this film. So that part sucks. And also if we have done our job well as podcasters, this movie sounded uh, fun in some way, uh, enjoyably strange. And it, it it is strange to dissect with, with, with pals, but I would say that this movie slid off my brain faster than almost anything. Like in the course of watching it, I am like, yeah. if you want to lose time, if you want to experience what a blackout is like, you're like, <laughs> sure. why, why is it 90 minutes later than it was before? Oh, I watched War with Grandpa and I've forgotten uh-huh. all of yeah. it. Uh, so it, I, it, I'll say bad, bad. It, it's grounding to me to have this experience to talk about this movie with you all because I'm I'm I have not been in the best headspace like today. Mm. I'm tired and there's a lot of stressful stuff going on. And then I watched this movie while I uh, was like watching my my baby, uh, and I can do both. Get off my back, yeah, and great. No. I can I can have it all, you, can have it all, you know. Yeah. And then uh, and it ended, and I did feel like did I. Enter of did I watch that? Did I have enter a few states and watch it? And it, it like the thing, yeah. the it was the Rob Riggle storyline, not <laughs> having any kind. You're of, like, well, if this was a movie I didn't imagine, they would have concluded that well, in some way. That was like what gaslit me a little bit, where I was like, no joke, did I really? Yeah. Did I really pay attention to this movie, or did I at some point just like really black out and miss the resolution mm. of that storyline? And. Uh-huh. Uh, movies have well, setups I mean, and payoffs, surely. Right, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every once in a yeah. while, when we're watching a movie for the flop house, I'll accidentally get stuck scrolling on my phone instead of watching the movie. Mm, and accidentally. yeah, a little bit. This felt like that. You know, I feel like the thing is, this movie it, it makes you all the characters are are kind of terrible, and it makes you immediately sympathize with the grandpa character. Although the thing is, you know that guy voted for Trump, so that's why the real mm. reason you should have had a war with grandpa. <laughs> so I'm going to say bad, bad movie. Okay, good. You can't argue with that logic. Elliot? Guys, I'm going to be in the minority here. I think it's just because I've been exposed to a lot of uh, kids' entertainment I don't like. I'm going to call this not a movie that I liked, but a movie that if my kids wanted to sit and watch it and it meant that I could sit and read a book while they were doing that, I'd say go ahead. Fine, let's watch the yeah. world. Even Grandpa. though it has a pro war on your elders message. I, yeah, enjoy enjoy your shattered <laughs> vertebrae. I mean, to, I don't yeah. I don't appreciate the way they went about that war, but to be honest, I think a certain amount of generational friction is good for uh growing mm. people and sure, also yeah, yeah. good for the world. And so Works I'm gonna for say, Zeus. I'm gonna, <laughs> and so I'm gonna say it is a movie that I kind of liked for my kids to watch to give me some time to sit and read and I can finally finish this big book of Doris Lessing short stories that I've been making my way through. So it's a new category. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't exactly fit our categories. Distractions so I can read Lessing. But as a book, we've seen, but we've seen, yeah, we've seen plenty of children's movies where I was like, no, I don't want my children to see this. But here it was like, you know Mm -hmm. what, this is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Solo, et cetera. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, (laughs) yeah, the devils, sure. 
It's not a film I will ever watch again, but I also came into it from the unique position of having like recorded a whole episode about it before I, I saw it. Yeah. And so for me, the it was the it was the manifestation of the film that I found so delightful all throughout where I was yeah. like the the more outrageous shit happened in it, the more I was I felt good and justified in our in our original sort of discussion of the film and that was like a, that was a really fulfilling experience for me yeah. uh, so I had a good time watching <laughs> it but I won't ever again and most people yeah. else on earth won't do that the first time won't yeah. get yeah. that experience yeah. the yeah. first yeah. time so if you're Griff if you happen to be a listener Griffin <laughs> or one of his two brothers yeah <laughs> yes yeah yeah uh, I, I don't know. I listen to a lot of, of movie podcasts where you, they watch the movie. I, I, shit, I participate in a movie podcast where they watch <laughs> one movie the wrong way, right? I, yeah. I would not want that to be this movie, not because it is bad, but because like I don't want to question whether or not I am slipping through, <laughs> through my yeah. life and in these you know handful of fugue states. As you know, we've been talking about the Max Fun Drive... Uh, this year's pledge drive to to fund the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network, and I would like to take this moment to just personally say um, what the show has meant to me. Like we talk about what it means to the listeners, I want to say the show has meant a lot to me, uh, and I'd like to tell you about it because we all come at it from different perspectives. Um, you know, the flop house at this point is one hundred percent a joint effort between the three of us. But it started out as a notion that I had, um, and it was really like something that like I never knew would become what it is. I was 29 years old. I was about to enter full my thirties. Well, no, I was not full of beans. <laughs> I was I was about to enter my thirties. I was I've been trying to make it in comedy in New York City. Empty of beans. Empty of beans. No more beans <laughs> to be had. Beanless. I was looking for a way to have my voice heard, and I also, of course, loved hanging out with Stuart, one of my funniest friends, watching dumb movies, and I was like, let's put this podcast out in the world, and I, uh, I had met Elliot, who came onto the show. He's just a joke machine. He loves the same dumb things. I thought, here's our permanent third co-host, and... Look, I uh, when this started out, as I said, I was trying to make my voice heard in the comedy world, and I certainly had hopes for the show. But it has succeeded so far beyond my dreams and reached so many people who found it meaningful and said such nice things about it in ways that I am honestly not emotionally able to cope with because my heart would explode. The show has been a significant part of my adult life. It's been with me through... Six apartments. It's outlasted friendships and romantic relationships. It's outlasted. Why did you my... look at me when you said friendships, Dan? <laughs> it's outlasted. Why did, and why did you look at me when you said romantic relationships? <laughs> it's outlasted my decade at the Daily Show. Yeah, when it it's was crazy. Uh, when having this podcast was a necessary outlet when I had to write jokes for someone else, but I knew that I could always make the jokes I really enjoyed on my silly podcast. And for the past year, it's been the primary thing, keeping a roof over my head and food on my table. And it's been with me through some hard times where no matter what else was true, I knew I'd be meeting up with my two best friends every week. And we try to make each other laugh for a couple of hours. And um, though, you know, Stuart and Elliot's interruptions have kept me from getting emotional when I was writing out the notes for this, I did cry 
And so I'm not saying that your continued financial support is responsible for the health of my friendship with Elliot and Stewart, but I'm not not saying that. Let's you strongly risk it? imply that. Let's <laughs> yes. strongly imply we are friends for pay. Yeah. Anyway, that's what the show means to me. But I want to read a listener comment. And this one is from Tyler, last name withheld. He writes, Dear Flophouse, we all know that the pandemic hasn't been easy on any of us, but it has been especially rough on those already suffering through mental health issues. You guys have reinvigorated my love, not just for bad movies, but movies in general that have been waning over the past few years. My obsession with movies means that I have never met a person who could beat me in six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So crazy I am for movies that I left my unlimited plan active the entire time the theaters were closed. Each of you individually has given me inspiration. I needed to better myself through difficult circumstances. Elliot gave me the courage to start writing comedy again. Stuart gave me the push to get back in the gym. And Dan has given me the confidence to deal with my depression and to move past my ex and pursue new things. Thank you so much to my favorite bad movie podcast who has systematically ripped apart some of my favorite movies. I love you guys with much gratitude. Tyler, last name withheld. That's so nice. That's very nice. Thank yeah, you, Tyler. We could be there for you and you could be there for us. Thank you to all very the special. listeners. Um, I wasn't paying that close attention. Did he say thank you, Dan, for giving him courage to have a really cool beard? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Riker, he said. This so this uh <laughs> this break has already gone a little long, but I do wanna uh, highlight quickly the official Max Fund thank you gifts for donors. We talked about what we as a show are doing, but the official gifts at five dollars a month or more, you get all that bonus content I mentioned, including this year's Flophouse content, the cat's commentary track. If you join in uh if you join at or upgrade to $10 a month or more, you get a really beautiful patch you can uh, sew on to clothes of your choice or just display somewhere. Ours is the Flophouse house cat. It's uh, designed to look like he's bursting right out oh, of wow. <laughs> whatever clothing you put the patch on. Oh, he came on. to visit us. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. And if you join at or upgrade to the $20 month or more level, you can choice, choose the MaxFun Creativity Pack. Uh, this is where artist and Max Funster, Ellen Vandermeed, illustrated a beautiful deck of 54 inspiration cards, where each card has an activity suggestion from your favorite hosts or your pals at Max Fun. It's a, a designed to inspire you to enjoy friends, nature, food, making art, all kinds of stuff. The kit comes also with a set of three postcards, a piece of non-hardening, colorful modeling clay, and a custom Blackwing pencil to encourage you to get creative. Uh, if that is not your thing at the $20 level, you can also, instead of that, opt for a hat with the MaxFun Rocket logo. If you say nay to creativity, you can wear a hat with a rocket on it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of other gifts uh, at even higher levels. Um, I, I, I hope you were as delighted, listeners at home, as I was at Dan's <laughs> delight as the, at the way he put that. <laughs> there, there are higher levels. If you're curious, um, all of this is uh, at the uh, MaximumFun.org website. You can see the, the thank you gifts. 
Um, you can check them all out there. But for now, I'm just going to ask, will you please join us as a member? Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Choose what shows you like and what you think you can afford to make sure they keep going strong. And thank you for the support. So we we did a we did a letter as part of our Max Fun uh, uh, drive. Uh, I don't know spiel. I'll use the word spiel. So sure, you're Jewish. Uh, you can use that word. <laughs> thank you. Ali. I'm not offended. Uh, <laughs> so we're that that uh, that's going to serve as our our letters for this episode. But we do want to move on to uh, make recommendations of a movie that we saw. Um, often recently, sometimes not that we like, that maybe is a, a better use of your time than worth grandpa. I'll kick us off and say that, um, I've already, uh, told this story to, uh, the Flophouse crew, but, um, I was scrolling through, we were looking for a romantic comedy to watch the other night. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted like a joke about like looking for something, not being able to find it, whatever. And, um, Sounds like a great joke. The <laughs> you can look it up. I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm only giving away for free on Elon Musk's Twitter. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, you guys hear about this? You hear this thing that's what? terrible. Anyway, um, this unrelated <laughs> joke. Unrelated joke, but the uh, the actress Molly C. Quinn uh, tweeted at me saying. Watch Agnes, which is yeah. a movie that um, she is the star of. And it was such an unusual occurrence to have someone personally tw tweet at me to advocate their movie. Yeah, directed by Mickey Reese. Yeah. It's not a it's not a romantic comedy. That no. that, that was just what I what I happened to be tweeting about. It is a, oh, what a it twist. starts it starts Wild. out as a horror movie and then becomes I don't know, kind of a philosophical exploration of what it is to live in the world and how to do so. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, which is, I guess is a lesson if, if any other uh, movie actors want to personally advocate their movie to me, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> but, uh, but this is so an easy way to get your film recommended on the podcast. Well, not always recommended. You know, I could have not said anything about it, but I, I'm recommending it because I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, it, it, it is a movie that, uh, rewards not knowing where it's going to go. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to say too much about it, but I also think that it probably, you know, some reviews I've read of it, it suffered for the person expecting one kind of movie and being angry when their expectations were confounded. Yeah, I, yeah. I usually enjoy it when I'm surprised by a movie, but I also understand when people are like, this is not what I w was signing up for. So if you want a straightforward uh, exorcism slash uh, none horror film. <laughs> yeah. This is not that. <laughs> that we've had, go to, we, go we've to had that section of, of the video store. I mean, don't pretend, exorcism horror don't pretend film. like there's not a non-horror non out there. That's true. Fair point, uh, fair point, fair point. But uh, anyway, Agnes was uh, interesting. It's got more in its mind than you might think uh, from the, I don't know, little plot synopsis you see on streaming or whatever. 
but Stuart, what do you got? Yeah, I think that's the case with a lot of Mickey Reese movies. Nice guy, drank in my bar one time. Um, okay, so I am going to recommend, uh, to kind of stick with this theme of like generational conflict, I'm going to recommend the movie Come On, Come On. Uh, starring Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix and a little kid from England who does a very good American accent. It also has Gabby Hoffman, who plays his sister, and it's about a uh, childless podcaster who uh, takes his sister's uh, son under his wing for a little while while she uh, deals with uh, her uh, emotionally uh, challenged husband, played by Scoot McNary, now, this is going to be a little bit of a teaser because in uh, an upcoming mini, we're going to be playing uh, a game that I'm hosting called Skeet Scoots, uh, Skeet Scoot Scarrett, where you have to decide <laughs> whether it is a Skeet Ulrich, Scoot McNary, or Tom Scarrett movie. <laughs> I don't want to tip my hand too much because there will be a bonus round that cost me quite a bit of money, time, and I think my marriage. Uh, the <laughs> scat bonus round where you have to determine if it's a skeet, a skeet scat, a scoot scat, or a scarret scat. Uh, and I'll show you a picture I, of somebody's shit. <laughs> okay. I was wondering what kind of scat you were. Yeah. You're getting at. Uh, no, it's not like he's beatboxing or something. <laughs> That's what I wondered. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> you took us on a real journey. That was a, yeah. My legs are tired and sore. <laughs> I honestly, part way through, I kind of forgot it was a movie recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm gonna quickly recommend a movie from uh, the end of last year. This is a movie that's available on Netflix, which is an online streaming service for film that you may have heard of. They're having a hard time right now, so why not go and, and watch some of their movies? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Take advantage of that membership before they try and charge you more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie called The Harder They Fall, uh, which is a Western uh, starring a enormously uh, fantastic cast. Jonathan Majors is in it. Idris Elba's in it. Zazie Beetz is in it. Regina King's in it. Dory Lindo's in it. Lake Heath Stanfield's in it. A lot of other great people. Uh, Jonathan Majors is, is so fucking jacked. It's crazy. Like, they put him John- in movies and they cast him as a nerd, and I'm like, this is unfair. <laughs> I had trouble, yeah, in, in Lovecraft Country where he's like, I love reading these books. I was like, I, you probably do, Jonathan Majors. And like, but you're, what is going your arms on? are enormous. Yeah, yeah. Is, he he gained all that arm muscle from lifting those heavy books. Um, and this is it is not a it's a western, but it is not a historical western. Even though the characters are kind of named after real life people, uh, but it felt like someone is doing a modern day spaghetti western with an almost entirely all black cast, and the music in it is great, and it looks great, and there's a lot of really fun action scenes. It's the kind of movie. It's not gonna change the way you think about the West or even make you think about the West. But uh, it is a uh, fun collection of kind of suspense and action scenes. And I really like the style of it. And I liked the soundtrack a lot. So that's The Harder They Fall. Not to be confused with the old movie, The Harder They Fall, which is completely different. Don't get confused with that one. Yeah, okay. That's um, a movie about boxing, where probably someone jumps rope. Anyway, Or Griffin. don't get confused with The Harder They Come, which is a movie about uh, reggae music, basically. Yeah, well, that's got a different title. So, mm-hmm. Or yeah. A Hard Day's Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or RoboCop. Or <laughs> RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Or it's The Hard the Way, movie. which is a movie where True. Michael J. Fox is an actor who does... <laughs> that's what that movie's about, I think. <laughs> a ride-along yeah, yeah. with... Uh, 
Anyway. Or the thing that they play at the beginning of movies where they encourage you to go get snacks yeah. uh-huh. from the... Or the thing yeah. where Nicole Kidman says that this is a place where heartbreak <laughs> okay. feels okay. Those aren't yeah, yeah. movies. Those just, That's they're played in a movie theater. I challenge that. I think it's a movie, Dan. <laughs> yeah, a short film. Uh, uh, Griffin? <laughs> I don't... I do not... Uh, I do not watch a ton of uh, film, even children's films, because uh, my my son is on that uh, YouTube Kids tip mm. now. I watch a lot of uh, um, unboxing ranking stuff. of ranking of SpongeBob like <laughs> clips and yeah. um, a lot of like extremely fit like twenty somethings doing backflips into pools they filled with shaving cream inside their house or some shit. Just this a is, lot of property damage style stuff. This is something um, I, I recently spent some time with my niece and nephew who I hadn't seen for a long time. And my kids do not spend any time on YouTube. The only time they watch things on like an iPad is to watch baseball highlights uh, on websites. <laughs> and the and uh, my my niece and nephew they would just sit in front of your, YouTube. Your and brother just, is listening to this episode and he just cried. <laughs> yeah, he did. Cried and cried in sheer joy. But uh, the. They would just sit on YouTube and it's just like, yeah, whatever plays, they're going to watch it. And I was like, <laughs> it would get to the point where yeah. they'd start with like, uh, you know, an educational song and then four videos in. I was like, D- what is this? What country is this, is this from? Is this like- Alex Jones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, Rachel and I did uh, have have like a day where our schedules were pretty open. And so we uh, during for, for a lunch date, we went to see everything everywhere all at once. And it's like, man, that's a that's a I'm sure. That has been recommended many a time uh, on a this movie. on this podcast. Still got to see shit. it. Still want to yeah. see it. So yeah, badly. It's, it's so great. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, we don't always have the same uh, like I don't know kinds of of media that we enjoy, especially fiction. Mm. Uh, like I always, I always kind of feel that pressure of like, is this something I loved? That is this something that like Rachel is also going to be. Uh, as as into and like walking out of that, we both looked at each other like that. That's one of the best movies I've ever. That's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I want to. I want to turn around and walk right back into that that film. Uh, which like considering the fact that movies don't really have a place in my my yeah. <laughs> uh, routine right now is yeah. really saying something. And I've re- I've recommended it to like all of my family who are kind of in the same boat uh, that I am. And it's, it's uh, they've, they've not done it either, but our, uh, but Paul from Paul and Storm, who's uh, our, our tour manager and goes on tour with us, mentioned something about it. And I like pulled him into the dressing room. Like we got to fucking talk about this movie. <laughs> I have nobody. To- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's one, of, it's one of those movies and it's a really special film and uh, I'm just crazy about it. Yeah, no, it, that's a good one. So watch those movies, not this one. Come on. I also saw Sonic Two. Yeah, and, uh, that was that, that was a that was a fun. That was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Something yeah. tells me. Oh, what you say? It was the Alamo Draft House lost my fucking son's uh, chicken tender order, and that was that like my a, whole. Yeah. that's my whole day at that point. Yeah. It was hard to enjoy. Yeah. Knuckles and Sonic like patching up and being friends and collecting the chaos uh-huh. emeralds. Where my son's like tummy hunky. Yeah. Now so was thanks, your Draft was your son nervous that Sonic and Knuckles were not friends at least on the poster of the movie that they're like. Shouldn't they be friends? And was he nervous that, yeah. they, that there was going to be, be more drama? Too? Yeah. Well, how can they? How can? <laughs> how can? If they're not friends, how are they going to have a baby together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He asked me all those questions, uh, and uh, luckily I, the I movie answered so them all. And then the yeah. chicken tender yep. showed up by the easy end. answer. <laughs> Every dad has it. Um, 
Let's. <laughs> it's, 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 it reminds, it's like when I took when I took my older son to see Spider Man No Way Home, and he kept saying, "Which Spider Man is Andrew Jackson?" It's <laughs> like no Andrew sure. Garfield. His name's Andrew Garfield. Different presidential <laughs> last name. Yeah, pretty pretty good though. He's um, close enough. I mean, <laughs> similar politics. Let's move no, not this. At all. <laughs> let's move this <laughs> podcast train into the station. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, just a quick final pitch uh, for Max Fun. For you, the listener, to become a member, if you're not a member already, look, there's a lot of you that are members already. Thank you so much. If you much. made it this far, <laughs> you made it this in far, the episode, you're probably a member. You but, might uh, just but, be a member. That was but Jeff if you're not, if you're not, <laughs> oh, let me just say that uh, doing the show for Maximum Fun means that uh, we can make the show that we want to do, that we think is funny, <laughs> um, without any interference from folks who might not get what we're all about. I don't. I have no idea why anyone would not get what this show's all about. All the non-specific esoteric things that we talk about but but thank mm-hmm. you for liking it as well and i want to say that the network just offers us support and help when we ask them for it on our terms and it's a wonderful way to work it lets us to put out a show that's silly and specific and we have a lot of fun and that only works if listeners like you decide that it is worth something to support creators that they love if you look forward to a Saturday morning because you know a new podcast episode is out, if you've seen a trailer for a bad movie and thought, man, I hope the Peaches do an episode on that. If we've kept you company on car rides or on your commute, just please consider being a MaxFun member. Wouldn't it make you feel good to support something that you really enjoy? Please go to MaximumFun.org slash join and support the show today. It means the world to us. Uh, uh, thank you. That's that's the last of the advertisements uh, for ourselves. And the cue to say thank you to Griffin for taking the time out of his busy life of being uh, uh, a, a very great podcaster, having his own shows, having two children and a family to deal with. Uh, Griffin, thank you. To deal with. Well, I mean, just in the Spoken sense like of like a man like, who will never have children. Look, in the sense of Dude, like, I know how hard it is to carve out time. You know, like it's. A, I mean, it's eleven thirty. Everybody in my house is unconscious. You are. This is. This, this is. is I'm this having, party this time. Is, yeah, I'll be tired tomorrow, but you're not keeping me okay, from anything. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything more? I worry. Sort of life affirming. I mean, if you point out that I'm childless, it's is like that's the key thing. It is just like I never know whether I'm bothering someone who has a family or not. Like, that is what the key oh, to Oh, bothering like, someone. I I'm thought for a second you said it. you never know whether you're fathering someone. I was like, I never know whether I'm fathering someone. How does, how does it work, guys? You guys are fathers. Tell me. You'll, you'll, when it happens, you'll know. Okay. It, changes, it changes everything, Dan. Um, but check out the mini podcast that Griffin is on, uh, on the Max Fun Network itself. Is there anything specific you want to plug or just, you know, the same? Uh, I mean, this latest season of, of uh, Adventure Zone called Ether Sea, we've been doing it. We're like, uh, we've been doing it for a while now and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. If you like uh, sort of deep sea sci-fi fantasy, <laughs> there's probably not a lot of that out there. Uh, if you're so James like Cameron listening. Yeah, right. Yeah, my Sequest fan cast is, uh, is done, so. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reference that we ever get. That and yeah. Earthsea, because the titles kind of look the same, yeah. but um, yeah, give it, give it a listen. Uh, well, thank you for... Oh, and my dad wrote a children's book. Hey, oh, as wow. long as I'm here occupying your time. No, yeah, sure. Please. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's very, very cute. What's the, the name? Uh, it's called Goldie's Guide to Grandchilding. Uh-huh. Uh, we haven't, we, we, you know, 
since because of COVID, many travel plans and Christmases have been sort of waylaid. So we actually hadn't like seen dad in a while until mm. this last tour that we had on the weekend. And just, you know, he got to read his new book to Aww. his kids and it was, it was a delightful time. And recreate that with your own kids by, by buying the book. Yeah, if you want <laughs> grandchild-based you know, entertainment. Get that instead of this yeah. movie. Though. Instead of this, yeah. <laughs> this one and this one comes out May tenth, though. Which like you'll have to wait for it mm. while War with so Grandpa is out, and you can rent now. it on Apple TV yeah, for yeah. three ninety nine. So in that department, War with Grandpa does beat yeah, my dad's. Book. I guess w- why not both? Or if you're ways. like a little kid that already has a Showtime subscription, so you could watch all the Shameless you could ever watch. <laughs> you love right. William H Macy. Yeah, you're a little kid who fucking <laughs> loves billions. What if that show and this movie switch titles? I think it go a little something like this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, before we go, uh, thanks as always to Alex Smith, our producer. You can find him at Howell Doddy on Twitter. You can probably figure out what that is if you put the smallest amount of effort. Uh, thank you, Alex, <laughs> for for making us sound good and for putting up with <laughs> putting up with recommendations to check you out <laughs> that sound like this one. Thank you so much. Um, for the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. I've been Ellie Kalen. I've been Griffin McElroy. Boom, we did it. Boom. Boom. And you all said I could forget. We are going to say our names and then you should say your name. Yeah. You shouldn't wait for us Andrew, to say I don't know. Plugs. I don't know. <laughs> I, so, are, you, I are you out? Are you checking out? Is that too much? I got a lot of, I'm spinning a lot of fucking plates right now. Yeah. And the last thing I need is to learn more podcast structures. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, okay. We'll point to you aggr- aggressively. <laughs> and I say, and I'm Grambo Mumblecrom. <laughs> oh, no. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.